Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome back to another edition of the Citizen Wolf Audio Podcast. Yes, I will be changing its name. You would hope a podcast would have audio, otherwise it's pretty damn fucking redundant. Welcome once again. Uh, today we've got Tenon back on uh, the show. He's uh, He was really, really popular with, uh, with everybody, so I've decided to pull him back on, and it's the first podcast of 2022. How are you going? How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad at all. Um, so yeah, so it's not going to be the same as last time. I could always interrogate Ten like he does in the Discord chats, like I always have with him every uh, couple of days where he throws memes at me. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really prepare any British jokes for you, so, uh... Oh, that's, that's a kinda... pity. Yeah, it is, actually. Um, actually, I, I uh, did want to send you, uh, a bit of, like, uh, British appreciation... Uh, British appreciation means. Yeah, I know it's 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 insane, but like uh, I was going to talk about things like you know cheddar cheese is from England, it's pretty good. <laughs> right. um, I mean, there's some music from England that's cool, and but then I was like, you know, what? it just seems so disingenuous because I, I can't think of a lot of things, you know. So you like cheddar cheese and you like British music. Everything else is just terrible. No, 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 <laughs> not not a lot of it. Like uh, there's Elbow, they're pretty cool, and um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, and I think that's it. <laughs> just, just 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 those two things. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's there's two bands and the cheese. There you go. <laughs> that, that's all you like. Everything else is just a, a lost cause, and you. Uh, it's kind of piss. To be quite honest. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, rubbish. Thanks for coming on for the show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give you a bit of context, folks, like uh, every two days, if Tenon doesn't give me like a British meme or tries to mock me like in the early hours of the morning, he hasn't met his quota. And if he doesn't meet his quota, he gets like, I don't know, something terrible happens to him. That's why he does it every uh, two days. He has to send me, he has to mock me with like a British meme every two days just to... Um, just to meet the requirements that he has, that he's set for himself. Otherwise, he just yeah, explodes. Yeah, the, the horrible thing that happens to me is that I get bored. Oh, you get bored. <laughs> yeah, if I don't cause stress or, you know, make people feel bad or something during the day, I, I just don't f- feel like myself. Is that is that a common thing? Does that happen all the time? Or is that every, just, every now and then? No, it's just with British people. Oh, just with British people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that, thanks for uh, clearing that up. Uh, maybe Swedish people, but they're... You know, their, their lives are suffering in general, so... What, because of you, or just in general? Have you been to Sweden, dude? No, I haven't been to Sweden, no. Don't! Um, it's <laughs> it's hardly any better than Britain. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Have you actually been to Britain, by the way? Have you, been, have you been over here? No, I have not. I've been to Ireland. Here, that's kind of the same thing. Well, I don't know. I've never been there either. I couldn't really, I couldn't really uh, clarify that. Really? Because that's the thing I say to British people and they get really offended. <laughs> I've been to Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It's just as dreary as the rest of the, the British Isles. Yeah, they get really <laughs> mad. And like, <laughs> I think it's got to be careful with that, honestly. <laughs> well, no, like Brexit's put the, uh, put the kibosh on that one. I think I can't go anywhere, really, now without uh, all the stupid passports and all that stuff. COVID I saw boosters, I saw like it? an article or something of like uh, Dutch uh, customs taking like sandwiches from British truckers or something. Yeah, yeah I saw that that happened a few years ago. That was I think they tried to come back. Uh, they were delivering some stuff from the from the continent, and they had like ham sandwiches. And because of the new uh, you know imports on uh, 
on meats and stuff, raw meats. They they were they were confiscated at the border, which was a bit petty, to be honest. But uh, yeah, that did actually happen. <laughs> it kind of just seems like the Dutch were like, <laughs> yeah, fu- fuck you guys for like leaving the union. <laughs> I mean, it's it was a questionable move, but do you really have to take people's lunches? I mean, come on, they're truckers. Their their lives suck already. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like it was it was it's like tit for tat, isn't it? But that, that's not a separate, <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate podcast in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> fucking brexit oh uh get, get me all depressed and all that i re- i voted remain by the way but uh just <laughs> just just for context but uh uh 52% in favor of leaving 48% staying so it was literally a coin toss basically 52 48 but there you go <laughs> Well, yeah, that's you, enough you, politics. <laughs> yeah, you you, re- you read that as like a shit post, basically. Like, no way could that be real. But yeah, that did yeah, yeah, they did. It was real. <laughs> yeah, that that did actually happen. That is actually that genuinely did happen. I remember that um, uh, f- a couple of years ago. That, that is so stupid. Um, but yeah, enough about the politics. Like, uh, like people are switching off already in their droves already. All three of them just turned off now. Sorry. <laughs> please come, please, please come back. We'll talk about regular stuff now. Three so, people listening. You think that's kind of generous, don't you? Two people. Two people. Maybe yeah, one me person. And you, me and you. Oh, just just me and you and uh, <laughs> and uh, somebody else. So, so, so how's how's the art thing coming along? And working on anything interesting? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am trying my hardest to get my um my comic to 100 pages by the end of the year and i'm also working on a secret project that only people in my server know about that's uh that's also a comic it's a very long one that i hope will also be done by the end of the year but i'm not sure because i'm writing the i'm i'm um, i'm not writing it i'm actually like making the uh storyboard for it and it's oh yeah storyboard yeah coming like i i've estimated it to be 150 pages based on uh the um uh the points that i wanted to get through through the story but it's looking more like 200 250 right now that's ambitious that's for sure yes but it's going to be in a more simpler style than things change it's going to be like limited to black white and maybe three other colors so it and it will have it will it will be very stylized in a way and it will feature at least two characters people like a lot so i'm looking forward to people's reactions but if that comes out during the year it'll come out the entire thing and in one go it won't be like things change that i update continually like it'll be just a huge chunk everything will come out at once hopefully if, if things go to plan <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean there is there's a decent chance that you know school will have to take over i might have to work extra hours at work and it won't line up but things change will have 100 pages by the end of the year i'm pretty dead set on that is, the... is, that, is, is, is things change the one where like you're planning to like shorten it down or is that a different one i'm thinking of different comic um, I don't know if I've talked about shorting anything down, but uh, Things Change is the one with uh, the zebra. Like, it's the slice of life kind of comic that I've got going on. Yes. Uh, and it's at 40-something now pages, I think. I think 47 is the last one I released, and I've got 48 pretty much ready. It's waiting 
waiting to be posted and 49 and 50 are in the works they're they're sketched up some some lines done you know so yeah. you 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 have the you, you have the outline already done but you do like a couple of pages at a time like and release them like a couple of the time how do you do it the the thing with things change is that it's um it's a um it's it's not so much a story in the traditional sense you know you have in typical stories you have like the hero needs to slay the dragon blah 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 he gets the girl you know it has a structure and like a a way to go there but uh things change is more like just a situational comedy thing that's character driven so the idea is basically to have a lot of characters that interact with each other and put themselves in different situations and then i have certain milestones that i want to get to story-wise and right now that's the backstories of the characters yeah so we saw patricia's backstory uh and now we're working through abel's story and it's been you know um pretty happy up until these backstories came out and i just kind of dumped it on everyone that this story isn't exactly or like these characters aren't exactly what they seem to be because you see these as um young adults um that you know just kind of ended up together and you don't really think a lot about it but behind it there's there's more uh you know uh it comes from um something i talked about with my girlfriend about it and that's um um you know, when you have a slice of life comic, you can't be funny all the time because that was my design philosophy in the start. I was, yeah. um, I wanted each page to have something funny or something that would be a gag, you know, uh, like something silly happening. But then my girlfriend just said, you know, life isn't always fun. It isn't always like that. So if you're going to have a slice of life comic, you should implement things that are sad or depressing or aggravating you know you kind of have to show these characters from all the sides of life in order to kind of make them more believable and human and and that's kind of what we're working through here and i i am (laughs) tackling some pretty heavy subjects um um the first was more about you know uh, pressure to succeed you know kind of working through school or something like that things that you aren't necessarily interested in to in order to please your parents more so than what you want to do you know your parents have a lot of um expectations of you and and uh and you you don't want to fill those things and the the things you work with you find them so boring that you end up doing something stupid just to entertain yourself yeah, which ends up ruining your prospects that you have worked for and disappointing your parents even further. That's kind of the first story, what it was about, and the uh, second story that we're working through right now is it's kind of the same thing with disappointing your parents, but it's also um, going to be more about um, challenging uh, your parents' worldview finding yourself and kind of breaking the mold that you've been been in because Abel himself is a very lonely guy he doesn't have a lot of friends he doesn't have a lot of social skills but then he finds this one thing that he's actually good at with a lot of new people that he might not necessarily know and he starts enjoying it 
a lot. But of course, you know, it ends up crashing down on him. And uh, that is how he ends up in the story at all, you know. And uh, the other two are even darker, so I look forward to that. <laughs> Do you, do you ever get like writers or artists block when like thinking of like the story or the overview of like what you're trying to do with a comic? Yes, uh, but it but in my case it's more of um, I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say I get a block a lot of time. It's more like I'm spoiled for choice. Oh, okay. Because um, uh, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but like I am not you know the typical artist on the on twitter that like complains about oh i hate drawing drawing is the worst you know and i can't ever think of ideas that i want to do all of that stuff is like completely foreign to me because for me it's like i have too many ideas and i don't know which ones are the ones i should work on yeah and that comes in true when i'm working on stories too because for me uh making a story is like uh, walking uh, in a path with that like splits off into like maybe 20 different directions and I have to decide which one will be best you know like which one is the one I want to do which is the one that will be best for the story that kind of thing you know and um, you know you have to kind of try and remove some of the things that you really want to be in the story because you like the idea but it won't be good for the actual you know story like um like which is a uh, progression sort of thing yeah which was uh there was um um there was a gap uh with things change where i like kind of updated really slow slowly and and i took a break from it because i wasn't sure about should i like do this uh whole segment where they um all talk about their past lives because there's four characters they all have pretty long backstories and i'm trying to like compress them as much as possible while they still you know function as small stories on their own um and it's also like i don't want to fall into the trap of making my characters like like trying to make people sympathize much with my characters. i, I don't want to make them be like oh this poor baby you know like um, even though a lot of people do react that way, that's not the intention necessarily. It's more like I'm trying to kind of justify their personalities more so, you know, uh, and how they've overcome those troubles in a way. You have a person that's very shy and reserved, and you'll see that their past is a lot about them failing socially or having troubles expressing themselves you know and and that lead, led to pain and and things like that and then you have somebody who's overcome it like patricia for example where she used to be very calm and very like methodical about things but she hated it and then she broke free from it after a traumatic experience and a couple of years back she's more outgoing she's more direct with what she wants you know she's learned from it that's kind of the vibe that i want to go for uh is there is there any is is there any topics that you found difficult to um portray in a comic or anything that like you might found of or or people might find taboo 
in some way? I mean, I think uh, this these next coming um, pages might put some people off um, because it um, because it kind of falls within a kind of sensitive subject for some people, and it has a lot to do with gender identity. And I think a lot of people will want to will will I mean they kind of want to see something that isn't really there, and that could make people be disagree with each other. And that's yeah. simply uh, Abel's gender identity because he's a he's a guy, but he crossdresses and he really enjoys crossdressing. He yeah. enjoys pretending to be a girl, and then I feel that maybe a lot of people will try to push for the fact that he has a female gender identity, which is not the case at all. He doesn't really have one. He doesn't adhere well to either of them. So to him, it doesn't really matter. Like when he crossdresses, he enters a different personality more so. It's kind of like a Superman thing, you know, like he, the dress makes the man. Isn't that what they say? Like, no, the, the suit makes the man or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, he, like I, I can't picture it. I know what you're on about. I can't think of it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the that's um kind of the idea that like he he has a um, bad image of himself as he normally is. So he when he um, takes on this different persona, he's he gets a better view of himself. He gets more confident. He can and can participate more in social interactions, and. Um, and I, I just, uh, I just hope that people won't try to <clears throat> paint him as having gender dysphoria or anything like that, um, because while I think that's an important subject and that it should be explored in stories, that's not what's, that's not what's happening here, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just hope that won't be a um, thing that happens. And I'm also. Um, dealing with people that are intolerant of his lifestyle and I'm going to write some slurs in the comic because I feel like that's realistic if somebody's intolerant of someone they're probably going to be using language that is not appropriate to use to not, say to not someone palatable, yeah yeah it's not it's not good but like it's not realistic not to say them I feel yeah Hey folks, it's Future Citizen Wolf here. Just a quick editorial message before I let you guys move on to the rest of the podcast. Just a little message in regards to the upcoming section, Derpy Bureau Comments. Now, this little section is basically just me and Ten having a bit of fun, poking fun at some of the strange and weird comments that he received on his own artwork. But... I would like to stress this. Please, folks, don't use this as an excuse or an opportunity if you like to go around harassing anybody. That is not our intention at all. It's just a little bit of fun me and Ten had at the commenter's expense. I've removed any names that I've come across if we've name-dropped anybody and I've censored all the names that I've come across in the final recording. But please um, don't go around harassing anybody or replying to comments or anything like that or going on to Ten's artwork and um, starting a comment war. That is not my intention at all or Ten's intention for that matter it was just a bit of harmless fun um making fun of in general some of the strangeness that some folk come up with so um, please don't do that uh just a little message just a bit of fun uh i'll let you listen to the rest of the podcast thank you for listening do you want to take a little bit of a break do you want to uh segue into uh derpy buru comments <laughs> well i mean we can go from one scourge of humanity to another <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a bit, yeah, just a bit of context for listeners out there. Like, uh, I, I did um, 
10, I can't remember what, what, when this happened was. It was, uh, I think it, like the other day, like he started sending me, no, no I'll, I'll try to remember what it, it was. Oh yeah, I was saying, I was asking um, if there's any alternatives to uploading art because I was thinking about maybe Derby Brew is not the best place to upload artwork because a lot of the, 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 you just get strange comments all the time. But then like you, you, you catalogued a few of yours that you got on your artwork and you got some right corkers. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, and so, so I did. Uh, like, you sent me a few over, and I did like a stupid video where I, I did the voiceover. And you, I'll, it's, it's in the show notes if you want to um, watch it. It's unlisted, but like, it's a stupid little video for a bit of context. But you can watch it if you want. Um, but uh, there's there's a, there's a few on there that like still boggle the mind and like why don't understand the meaning of them. <laughs> I mean, the, it like seems to me to be like certain Derpy Brew um, people like uh, accounts and I suppose anons too that just kind of browse and just just say the first thing that comes to mind. It seems that way, and um, I I, um, I don't know what to make of it. To be quite honest, I uh, sometimes they post things that I don't understand. Or sometimes they just say stuff that's like purely offensive to the artist of the making, <laughs> and sometimes it's it's something that I can't stop thinking about, like the 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 comment that sort of started this whole thing is on a page, like on a on a drawing I made where where um, my character Culpa, who is a unicorn for context, is standing quite soundly on the ground, walking towards the camera. And some guy just just typed out unicorn fly. No, n- nothing else. <laughs> and and I, I, it's three years ago, and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it ever since you showed me that one. I can't understand the logic or the what were they thinking of that? Yeah, well, what is it? What do you it's... mean, fly? <laughs> There's like, nothing is it... flying. <laughs> or is it fly like a rabbi sort of thing? Like flies in cool, I guess? Is that what they meant? Maybe. Or, I mean, like, is it, like, unicorn? <laughs> like, you, you start thinking, like, do you mean like a fly, like the insect? That doesn't make any sense either. No, because if you look at the picture, like, there's nothing that connotates insect anywhere. I don't understand that. Because, like, I was thinking, like, um, um, fucking Culpa has a weird horn. It's like shaped like a pyramid, and it's black compared to her white body, which is not the way you know you expect things to be. Like, it's kind of, it, it's not the orthodox design of a unicorn, at least in this fandom. And and I thought maybe it has something to do with that. Yeah, and I think the funnier thing about the entire thing is just like. How that picture, it has two comments. And that's like the the uh, paradigm, I feel, of, of Derpy Buru comments. The duality. It like sh- it, the duality yeah, it shows the, it shows the uh, what you can expect. There's one guy talking about something you do not understand at all. And there's another guy talking about the picture. Because the other guy is like, oh, oh very nice latex rendering. You can really see her shapes and yeah good i like this you know and and then there's this other guy just just unicorn fly type something <laughs> and then just you know went on with his life and and he's an he's an he's an anonymous person too so you can't really 
you can't really contact them, you know, and see if they're okay. <laughs> they're clearly not okay, though, are they? It's, no, it's they're sort not. Of, it's like a stream of consciousness thing, I guess, maybe. Like, I can't think of... I can't... There's nothing in the art that links to that specifically. I can't think of what they mean mm-hmm. with that. No, Uni- I, I... Unicorn fly, what does that mean? What does... Does it... Is is it is it a negative comment? Is it a positive comment? I, d- I don't know. Is it is it just purely descriptive? <laughs> like is is this guy just saying what he's looking at? Because some some derpy bird comments are like that. They're like you just like scroll, just find some some um, uh, some whatever big artist who has drawn like a stupid so like play and that's stupid. I'm saying stupid, but I'm, I don't really mean to call it stupid. But, but like a um. Just like a very sexual picture that's like plain, and then somebody's just gonna be like, "Oh, Fluttershy hot," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, fine." I mean, that's a positive comment. It's purely descriptive. You're not <laughs> saying anything that we don't already know, but sure, it's an okay comment. But but unicorn fly, what the fuck is? It? <laughs> I I yeah, uh, like it's it's one of those like great mysteries where like. It's weeks and weeks and weeks later, I'm still trying to figure out in my off time what they meant by that, and I still can't. I mean, I've gotten, I am... I've gotten nowhere with that. No, I mean, and I, I, I want to reply to the comment, but it's also like, okay, so one thing's gonna happen. I'm not gonna get a reply, and I will still have this mystery. Number two, I get a reply, and the the, the answer is disappointing, and and yeah, I won't you, have you the mystery anymore. It. You want to you want to keep it as a mystery? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like that's the, that's the key thing. Yeah, like like fucking. If we knew that this guy was, ah, I just got high one night and I typed that out. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot about this or something like it, that. It's probably something maybe I don't. But then your mug won't be as funny anymore. Oh, yeah, I've got to talk about the mug, haven't I? Like, uh, yeah, I uh, I joked that uh, where's the where's the uh, unicorn fly merchandise? Where's my mug? Where's my t-shirt? And so, like, you you came like I think like half an hour. I said like unicorn fly. What does that mean? Then where's the merchandise? Where's the mug? And then half an hour later, like you came up with like a. He just like did like a, a screenshot of the the comment and put it on Redbubble where we can have mugs made and I bought a mug, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it does exist. So I, I I sent pictures like these are the mug. I don't know like it hasn't like opened a Nether portal yet, so I might have gotten lucky on this one. But you know, uh, it, it it's just uh, it's just such a strange artifact that now exists. Yeah, <laughs> what does it mean? I don't I, know. It's it certainly is a conversation starter, at least for people that are kind of you know oh, in the oh, know. Oh, oh, definitely. It's it's <laughs> it's it's it's, it's abs- that I don't think none of them will ever beat that one though. It's just how mysterious it is, and how obtuse it is, and how out of context it is. It has an aura to it, like it's it's just like something something kind of intimidating about it <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah i know what you mean but it's just it's something it's like you don't know what its intentions are it's like it's one of those strange art pieces <laughs> okay. i feel like you could make like an sap article on it like <laughs> it, it's uh oh, it's it's bizarre it's it's bizarre um i don't think of it none of my com- none of my commenters have like, ever come close to that but that that is definitely that that's a peak if i've ever seen one <laughs> it's it's crazy. A- any any other particular? Oh, there's that, there's that one with the forklift. That that was another favorite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it, that is one of the best. Like, it is so fucking what, funny and self defeating. What, 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 what's, what's the context beyond that one then? Okay, so um, uh, I, I mean, I'll I'll uh, do the I'll do the entire I'll, context I'll, for, of the for picture. people who people who like, like listen at home. I'll put um, I'll put links to the these particular pictures in in question in the show notes, so you can actually get context of what pictures you look we're looking at. But yeah, so what's the what's the story beyond the forklift truck? Then that's another weird. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I mean, this um, <laughs> this is um, um, this is with de- my characters just, Patricia and yeah. Uh, describe Abel the picture. Yeah. From from um, from my comic, things change, and uh, Patricia is uh, driving the the forklift because she has a reputation of being kind of a uh, um, kind of a reckless driver sometimes, and Abel is hanging on for dear life, and you know it's a forklift, so I had to put like a giant dildo. On the forks, yeah, and they're going off a ramp in the desert. And I think uh, the reason why I put it in a desert because I was listening to uh, "Desert Cruiser" by Truck Fighters when I was drawing this, which is like a very like it's a song you can drive fast to. I'll just say that. Gotta go fast. Yeah, and then um, and then this guy uh, called uh, right here. <laughs> Good name, by the way. Uh, he just says that most forkless. Forklifts don't have doors. That is the only issue with this picture. No, that's the only like he, he got really specific thing to be offended about. Yeah, like it's like oh you don't like the doors. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I did to draw this picture? I googled forklift and I took the first one that I like liked the look of and I drew it. It had doors, <laughs> and it's like most forklifts don't have doors. Most, most, m- but most of them don't have doors. But then he goes on to say, "But some do have doors." So yes, like most don't have doors. That implies that some forklifts have doors. <laughs> Perhaps this is one of those that have doors. <laughs> yeah, and I did, and I did Google it. Like, that's not like no way. Yeah, they do exist forklift trucks with enclosed doors on them. Like with, yes. if, the, if the cabin has to be like sealed off. Yeah, it, but it like would have uh, fucking doors on it. I mean, this is just like one of those entry doors. It doesn't have a sealed off thing, but those exist too because I, I found a picture of them. And, and if you Google forklifts and you look long enough, you'll find some with doors but no windows. And 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 I'm also like, does it matter? <laughs> yes, it does, does it matter. matter. The accuracy of the forklift truck there, is paramount. There, there is... No forklift that I know of that can go off a ramp with what is probably at least a ton of silicone on the forks. <laughs> I mean, like that has to be heavy as hell. Not to mention that there's a unicorn and a zebra whom both can talk. <laughs> None of them are flagged up. Those are perfectly fine. They're perfectly fine. Nothing wrong but with the for- that. The forklift leaves a lot to be desired, you know. <laughs> I should have just changed it to something else, I guess. Or just remove the doors. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be perfect. Yeah, I um, So strange. It's so yeah, strange. This is also one of those comments that have kind of been living rent free in my head for a while. It's um, it's it's like I always get a kick out of it. Always is a great. You you show me these on Discord. They're just amazing some of these. A very recent one I got is uh, from oh, the latest uh, Things Change page that is out. By the time that we're recording this, anyway, is uh, uh, the last two panels is uh, Abel 
fall like leaning back on his chair and it tipping over and um and i got another strange comment about that and and i really did not expect this comment at all because like this is just a gag all right like this is just yeah of course he's trying to show off his his leggings and he makes a comment about the fact that people aren't sure if he's a guy or a girl and then he makes a joke about you know my yeah, like, leggings like are yeah, my yeah. leggings are so tight they don't sell these to men if i had a dick it would be so small that you know i might as well be a girl so you know he just tries to make a joke about it at his own expense and and uh he falls over and and then this guy um for some reason comments this yeah those chairs don't have so great locking mechanisms. You try lift your legs up like that and put that much weight on the backrest that it exactly what is going to happen. The locking gear will slip, the backrest will pop all the way back and you'll follow the backrest. Then with that center of gravity the chair will tip over. Top notch realism, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Maybe that person's related to the person who doesn't like the uh, forklifts with doors on them. I don't Perhaps. Know. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, like, did you just explain... Did you just explain to me how a chair tips over? <laughs> Do you thinking... not think I understand that? I drew it! <laughs> That's crazy. That's... Like, are you, are you, like, offended by the audacity of producers of chairs that they can tip over? I mean... You you got you got to look up your chair knowledge at ten. That's that's their issue they've got. You know your 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 chair knowledge is not up to speed. Like, I don't know what this like. He's doing the top notch realism ten out of ten. That sounds sarcastic in the end, you know. And I'm like, what did you want me to do? It's such a waste of time to do that as well. The the time to type that out, like a whole paragraph. Yeah, it's a it's a paragraph of a guy explaining how a chair tips over, and. <laughs> And I've had these, like, uh, dude bro gaming chairs for very long now, and it's never tipped over, ever, and I've leant back on it quite a lot. It's nice to recline and watch a movie in, and I just never had an issue with them. I just did this as a joke, because there's there's going to be a lot of serious things in the next, you know, pages, and, and I, want, I want to put some jokes in there, something that's fun. Yeah. And... And I did not intend for anyone to take that scene so seriously. It was not a bit or an attack on chair manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, Fuck those chair manufacturers. I mean, yeah, there's some... There's some uh, I do some social commentary in my comics. That's true. Uh, I have pointed out certain ridiculousness with certain fetishes. But, if you're, but, if you pay that, close that, attention, they don't elicit a response like the forklift and the chair. Yeah, I was like, I, do, I don't, I don't have any beef with chair manufacturers. I don't, I don't, I don't know why you got where you got this from, or, or why you yourself are so offended by chairs. <laughs> <laughs> or or you i don't know like this this is kind of how, how are you supposed to respond to that it's just... yeah I, I i don't know what to say like it, it's it's very odd it's just, it's not like there's a difference between like critique and like you know like critique you know critique oh, i'll put my teeth in critique is useful where people come back just and maybe 
the lighting could do with a bit of a work or like maybe the camera angle's not quite... that sort of stuff makes sense right you you could take that on board and improve for next time but that sort of stuff is just what <laughs> it's like it's such a strange subject matter to to comment on or <laughs> what what are you supposed to say to that you like do better next time, ten. You got to like, like uh, do a better chair. I don't know. Do a better I, I su- forklift. I I, su- I suppose I kind of I kind of want to like further down in the comic f- for him to like have have a chair that can't tip over or something. Oh, like, that'd be like, amazing! As just like make a, a reference to that. to that comment. Like he he gets like uh, your super badass chair, like those bottles, you know, that you can't tip over or something like that. Lo- lo- a- it has like a gyroscope in it where like it can't tip over or something. like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, like spends a lot of money. He spends on a chair, like ten thousand bits on like a chair that like has super gyroscopes that can't tip over because of centrifugal force or something like that. that yeah. That's an idea you could maybe for your ne- like next comic or whatever you got to include that somewhere. <laughs> Along with a forklift with uh, no doors on it, no doors on it, can't have any doors on it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to do that. Like maybe, maybe later in the series, um, um. Patricia and Abel visit a, a uh, factory somewhere or something and and two characters have a long argument about how there shouldn't be any doors on the forklifts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or the, or the uh, suspension on it or whatever needs adjusting or whatever. Something stupid and trivial like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a... Um, it's a factory where they produce chairs that don't tip over and... They are... <laughs> and forklift trucks, bizarrely. Yeah, and no, they they make a door, they make chairs that can't tip over and forklift doors, not anything else. The chair and forklift company. No, no, the chair and forklift door company. They don't produce forklifts. They just oh, produce they, the they doors. only produce the doors for the forklift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might do that. that that's that's. It's crazy. like a background oh. gag somewhere. Uh, it's like the, the, there's definitely potential in that. Definitely, I would say. Yeah, like there's I mean, the, yeah. I want to have scenes where they like walk out in the city and you can see some of the industry. Like there's this, there's this mega corp I like to just call Fuck Corp. It's like my my universe is Acme Inc. Corporate. Like from oh yeah, like Looney Tunes. Yeah, 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 and and they just own everything and they do a lot of stupid shit with their wealth. Like you can see they have a stream where they try to blow up the ocean in one of my comic strips. Yeah, they just want to do stupid shit like that. And and I thought like you know you should have some funny store names if they're walking in the city or doing something like that. Like I want to have like some references to um, video games on there. Like uh, I really like um, Saints Row. They have all these clothing stores with a lot of funny names. And since there's a lot of goth uh, clothing that they wear, I want, you know, I want them to go to the store. Nobody loves me from SimCity. No, um, uh, fucking, Saints Row, yeah, that's what it called. That's like the goth shop in that, like, and I think that was always really funny to have a goth shop called Nobody Loves Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, stuff like that. And then I want like maybe in the distance you can see like the uh, untippable chair and and forklift door company or something like that. <laughs> there's de- there's de- there's definitely an idea in there. Definitely, like file that for later. That is, a, that is an idea. So the so derpy brewery comments are good for something. It just depends on how you look at them. Stream of consciousness, I suppose, that some people have, I guess, and they just <laughs> post it on the internet. 
And there was, there was that one more, wasn't it? The one about like, fiberglass. That was the other one. Uh, Eating fiberglass is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's not, I don't think that was his uh, message, actually. But it kind of brings me to another category of uh, Derpy Brewer comments. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, sure. just people that overshare. Oh, yeah, overshare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's because, like, uh, I, I have this character called Dead Meat, which is kind of a kooky and weird character that I that I made on a whim one night. And she's basically just a creature that feels all pleasure, like uh, all pain, discomfort, anything just feels like pleasure on crack to her. You know, like it feels really good to her to be stabbed, beaten, uh, maimed, you know, shot with a rifle and stuff like that. And so she's kind of been a character that I've been building on. And, um, and um, before we get into the comment, I just want to say that I made her as bait for people to call me an edgelord. And it, yeah, right. And it backfired like hell because people loved her. <laughs> like, she, I, I was like, okay, this is just going to be like a stupid character. I'll make her as edgy as possible. You know, black hair, white, like chalk white skin, red eyes. And she loves blood and gore, you know, and just make her that way but people fucking loved her and like like across the board nobody like everybody loved her and i'm like i guess i played myself really when yeah I, you, you kind of did there I yeah think. so but you know I, I i still enjoy it i think she's a very fun character i really love what she's become and uh the, the recent development is that you know um she she really likes to eat meat like that's her dinner that's her sustenance she thinks it's really nice but like the the things that are like junk food and candy to her are things that you know um are otherwise poisonous but not necessarily food and i the first thing i decided to do this was was fiberglass because i had a funny idea with how um you know you know fiberglass could be like cotton candy or something yeah. So I so I drew her eating fiberglass out of like a a paper cone, like you get cotton candy, in. and and there's this guy behind her that's like like hey, what are you doing? Are you insane? This is a helmet zone. He just like slaps a helmet on, on her like, <laughs> it's, it doesn't react to eating the fiberglass, but it's important that she's wearing a helmet while she's doing it because it's like a construction site, <laughs> right? And then, and then this guy comes in the comment section and he's like. And this is what he says. You might be surprised to learn that eating fiberglass actually wouldn't be that bad. Your worst symptoms could have been intestinal blockage, but otherwise you'd most likely just have digestive discomfort for several days and you have a high likelihood of respiratory irritation. But, like, you'd live. Speaking from experience. Yeah, and I asked him, like, I asked him, are you speaking from experience? How did you stumble upon this information? And the guy responded, and keep in mind, this is a background pony, so he has no need to share this information at all. <laughs> he could just leave. I don't so know you, who this you, person you got, is. You, you, got a re- you got a response back, that's something. Yeah, I got a response back from my guy. He has no obligation to respond to me at all. But he says basically that, and I won't read this entire thing here, but some uh, his there was a kid at his cousin's f- uh, family that was you know, sleeping somewhere and the house was being redone and he ate some rock wool. And then the symptoms that he described previously was what happened to him. And, you know, 
Thanks for taking the time to give me this information. I don't know what to do with it at all. <laughs> you wasn't expecting a response, but you got one. And also, it's like the the point of her eating. I never said or never implied that dead meat would die from eating the rock wool or the the fiberglass. I never implied <laughs> that. That's the thing. It was it was more of a throwaway idea you sort of had, and then like it sort of snowballed into something. <laughs> it was literally a guy in in our server that I posted some dead meat drawings, and he was like, "Oh, draw eating fiberglass or something like cotton candy." I was like, "Hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I have a joke for that, you know." And then I did. <laughs> now I have this information. So yeah, everybody, if you want to eat fiberglass, you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Very helpful health uh, health tips there on this podcast. It's sort of that that person was waiting for a very specific picture to appear on the website just to post that information. It's <laughs> and like he got the opportunity. Uh, I guess a lot of people have a lot of experiences and not a lot of people to talk to, and that's how. It won't kill you, but no, it, maybe not straight away. No, but uh, you can eat it. I mean, that's like the dose makes the poison, right? No, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not death by a thousand cuts. You won't die immediately, but you will eventually. <laughs> uh, you can definitely not eat fiberglass, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you cannot eat fiberglass. That's that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the irony just didn't didn't hit at all. On no, it's like he just. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he just wanted to share that information. You know, like, um, I mean, I worked at I work at a store. Uh, part-time while I'm studying now and there's a lot of people that are obviously quite lonely I think you know and they come <laughs> up and they just tell you weird shit like I never remember anything of it because it's all really freaking mundane stuff that I can't remember and it always has to do with food because it's a store with a lot of food so I think people just look at things and they get reminded of things that have happened and, and then they feel like sharing it but I mean like th- this is a this is a comment that's relatively harmless um I don't really mind them. I just find they they just kind of weird me out. I mean, this is this is a lot better than the the, the Derpy Burrow comedians. Derpy Burrow comedians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they are they're about as funny as a broken bone. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, there's this um there's this one picture I had that's not safe for work. So I don't know if you will show this. Um, but it, but basically what it is is um somebody getting getting a hand job under the table and right, uh, yeah. and then and, but there's no actual there's no actual explicit imagery in the thing i kind of wanted to try to make something that was arousing to some people but not actually draw anything that is directly sexual yeah and um there's basically mostly implied things that you'll only understand for context and um and this guy just came out and be like them bitches stealing his dick juice can't have shit in Detroit. <laughs> or Detroit. Detroit, oh, he actually wrote. No. He said is, I guess that's like no. that's like Manhattan or like Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saddle Arabia or like. Yeah, that's sort of, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, those 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 names suck so much, man. <laughs> oh my god, they're awful. But like this is like so like so purely unfunny. It's almost offensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe they said that. 
Them bitches uh, be stealing his dick juice. Can't have shit in Detroit. It's, it's like, were they trying to role play or something? Or what? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> were they trying to role play, role play with you specifically? Uh, <laughs> I, I certainly hope not, because on my profile it's actually, um, it says that I don't role play. At least I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of a comparative thing on my my channel I get not on my channel my uh, my art I, it, they don't like they don't like anthro stuff I've noticed like don't post anthro without tagging it that's that's another issue like forget to put one stupid tag in the uh, in the tags like and you forgot to put anthro tag it stuff properly like have you got anything better to do than spend all day on dopey brew and tag it I do like that that is another category it's the uh, oh, tagging category tagging police the tagging police right yeah yeah and like uh so like they'll um they'll often just come and be like uh this is more like uh questionable more than explicit because you can't really see any generals like <laughs> and like and like yeah but you know they are clearly having sex dude <laughs> i mean <laughs> um so yeah I, probably the height of annoyance i feel um because they're just people that think they're smarter than you i suppose <laughs> <laughs> that's derpy brew in a nutshell i think it's also so funny because like if you usually when you go to their profile they're like somebody that has a lot of like activity on everything on derpy brew like you can see what all they're doing but their fucking like posting artwork is like flat like they don't they don't really contribute anything other than tagging stuff which I mean, I have an appreciation for people that are like uh, information savvy. They really like to categorize and oh you know, yeah yeah sort Don't, things yeah, yeah. out. I love those kinds of people when they're helpful, you know, when they're helpful. But you know, when they're gonna be up in your ass about it, you know that that's that's when I don't like them so much. Um, and that goes for everyone, really. But uh, I don't really get a lot of those people. It's just like every now and again, some person will be like questionable oh really or uh this is grotesque because there's some blood on the floor there or something like that um yeah it's it's a bit it's it's tedious that's what it is it's tedious yeah it's like um i'm i'm following the descriptions as best as i can and uh if you disagree with them well i guess i guess you do but it's it's yeah like as soon as you upload something on derpy brew like you you put you put a lot of tags on there like you've you've pretty much done the homework you've done you think you've got everything but then like like five minutes later a few more tags have appeared on this so it's like and like the, you, you sometimes get a comment like you didn't forget to tag this like all that sort of like I spend like about a good twenty minutes like tagging all everything into minute detail and then still like 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 if if you don't like a particular tag then hide it i don't understand just just hide it if you don't want it to appear in your um in your listings i don't understand that i suppose that's why they're complaining about people not tagging things correctly because they they have that tag hidden um <laughs> and then it comes up on their feed anyways because there's one tag that you that they have watched but wouldn't appear if you had tagged yeah that other thing i guess that's why they're complaining but it's also like you know um, when you're on the internet, you kind of have to expect that sometimes something you don't want to see is gonna come on your screen. Yeah, yeah, that's inevitable. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, uh, if you're a person that 
for whatever reason, doesn't like Anthro at all, well, you know, you do you. But if you see Anthro art that's not tagged like it, perhaps it's your mission then to tag Anthro on there. Right? <laughs> Get it out of Maybe you. you can do a service for your fellow Anthro... Uh, I guess, Anthro yeah. people. Just do them the service. You don't have to harass anyone. You can just, you know, put the tag there. <laughs> if it if it makes you so angry that you have to see an anthro some anthro uh, artwork every now and again, go to the gym. <laughs> go outside. Yes, the, do something. It's a nice day out. Just just channel that energy elsewhere, dude. Like if you if you have enough energy to just go harass someone on the internet, or I mean, I suppose maybe not harass, but maybe like minorly inconvenience or minorly irritate someone on the internet, you can use that energy for a lot of other good things. You know, I guess it, I guess it comes down to like people are toxic in video games and stuff like that. You know, like some people just don't want to improve. And, and I, I've, got, I've just, got nothing better to do. I yeah. think that's more of an issue. <laughs> Yeah, things like um, and maybe this is the only thing that you know makes them makes them happy. And maybe that's the what making them like making ass themselves on the internet. That's the that's their goal. Yeah, I, I guess so. I suppose a lot of people will just browse the internet and assume that whatever they find is for them. You know, like whatever like comes up on my screen was somebody wanted me to see this. Yeah, and then they'll they'll. So I guess it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of how the internet works. Um, maybe. Or maybe they just like being an ass. Um, internet trolls exist. Uh, maybe they're just fishing for people to get a reaction and then they can just like, alright, now I'm going to try to make this guy's life miserable. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bait that, him into that, that saying something and then suppose. like, I don't know. I never understood the, um, never understood the, uh, the, the, the um, logic behind it. So, uh, so Derpy Buru comments aside, uh, forklift dildos and uh, unicorn flies aside, we've put them up aside now. So you've you've got because um, you, you work on a lot of comics, of course, like that's your main bread and butter, I guess. Like uh, that's what a lot of your main projects are. What is what is your process for coming up with like a, a character? Because you've got quite a lot of them in your in your bank. Like, what sort of what's your process of coming up with a character for a specific story? Um. Well, um, I, I take a lot of inspiration from real life. Uh, a lot of a lot of people that I meet and talk to. Um, I like to sort of like take uh, pieces of uh, people's stories, like life stories, and. And how people react to things, in a way. Um, uh, take inspiration from other fictional characters sometimes, too. You know, I think... A lot of times I think in terms of archetypes, you know. Um, but, uh, but those are not necessarily the most common thing. A lot of the time I just um, like a certain character, uh, the look of a character in my head, or something like that. Like... I get this idea, and and I um, I just work on it, um, and then it kind of develops as they as I draw them more. Um, uh, Abel uh, is a character that a lot of people like, and I actually drew him for the first time in like 2014, but I I didn't really have a personality or 
or any idea what kind of person he was until I started writing things change. So, you know, for me, the character creation process happens very organically. It happens in many ways. It's not like a um, thing I just sit down and do. But sometimes it is. Um, can happen sometimes a lot it is, some, Sometimes it is spontaneous. Other, to, other times it's yeah. quite a long process. Yeah, like, for example, um, Culpa was designed... It was actually my... Uh, was is actually like a gender-bent version of my own Ponysona back in the day. And that Ponysona was made in that color scheme for them to be easy and quick to draw. So I would have a white background uh, and a black liner and just doodle. And everything would be black. The horn would be black. The, the hair would be black. And the clothes would be black. So I could just, you know, scribble it in. I didn't need to change anything. And just at the end, I added teal eyes because I like teal. Teal is my favorite color. So there, I'm done. I did a gender bent uh, culpa and I gave her latex tentacles and one thing led to another. And now it's the most difficult character to draw. <laughs> because it's the, the amount of things you kept adding to the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's very complicated now. Her silhouette is difficult. Her hair is impossible. Uh, 3D model, the guy who made a 3D model of her was frustrated to say the least when he tried to translate her hair to... Um, to 3D because it really doesn't really work in 3D and stuff like that so and a lot of people that I've talked to other artists they say they they try to draw Culpa but she doesn't look right and that's because she's just uh, a weird and kind of difficult character to draw at least for a lot of people not necessarily for me but she's definitely one of my more complicated characters uh, to draw and I mean there's also the um, the instance of Dead Meat's design um, was like her her thing with the pain and the pleasure thing that was just like that was the idea that I had but her design was just something I doodled one time and then I figured you know what this will be her uh, you know so kind of like Legos bits and pieces that you kind of yeah, you know, you have the design, you have the personality and the story or the concept in the middle, and you have all these loose pieces, and then you figure one of them out, and then you can kind of see if they fit. And that is also a way that I can do it. Another example is Meloria, which is the um, uh, biblically accurate angel that I made, which was purely coincidental. She does not have any story whatsoever. I just just my friend Phoenix told me, hey, you should you should draw like a biblically accurate angel. I'm like, you know, I've been brewing on that idea for a while. And one hour, I just doodled the first picture of her. And <laughs> now it's my most liked uh, post on Twitter, I think, with like 104 likes, which is an average of about 20. So I'm very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's very good. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's like I just I just find it like uh, I don't know how you find it like so easy to come up with uh like characters in general like i kind of i find of course you would know this already i find it difficult to think of anything compelling to put onto paper or into into 3d really 
Yeah, well, I mean, I never think about if the character will be compelling or not, or if people will like it. That's not a part of my process at all. I um, I think if you're going to make a um, a successful character that a lot of other people like, you kind of have to like it yourself first. You know, you have to be said, you know, what? I want to make this character for whatever reason, for yourself, for because you need it for a story or something, whatever. And then you go do that, and then you show it to people, hear what they have to say, if, if they have anything to say at all, and just try to take that with you. I am very fortunate that whenever I make a character and I post it, people usually interact with it and say what they mean uh, or what they think of. So maybe that's one of the reasons why I make so many characters, because... Usually people have good things to say about them. But uh, I don't think you need to think very hard about making a character. Um, Because a lot of people say like, oh yeah, but I I want my character to be good or I want it to be amazing or something. I mean, like, just make another. Like, if it doesn't work out the first time, you can always re... uh, rearrange the design later on that might be more difficult if you're a 3d artist i don't know i'm i don't really know how 3d works um at least in terms of sketching and stuff like that but as a two-dimensional artist it's it's really no problem at all that being said i am told that i am a really fast draw (laughs) like a really fast artist i draw really fast so might not be you the do, same you, story. You do you do do an awful lot of a yeah, lot, yeah. lot, lot of concepts thrown about everywhere. I think uh, the best compliment I've ever ever gotten was from Phoenix, and I was just like, he, I don't quite remember what we were talking about, but we were talking, and then I just said, "Just draw it, man." And he's like, "Yeah, but I'm not a machine like you." <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, "Ah, oh, thank you, man. <laughs> that was that was a very good compliment." <laughs> You, you do spend an awful lot of time like drawing hours and hours on end like I've seen like on Discord like drawing into the early hours like just wor- always working on something like uh, all sorts of things yeah I mean uh, it sounds depressing but the only thing that really makes me happy at all is drawing which I don't I don't in my head it sounds depressing but really only it only means that I kind of found my passion this is what I want to work with you know um Oh, I don't want to work with it, but this is what I do when I have free time and I want to create things because I love to see people react to stuff I made. And um, when you get messages from people saying like, oh, I love your art or um, your art is uh, something I look forward to or something like that, you know, like um, it really, it really makes me happy. And I, now, nowadays I like to... Uh, whenever I get a compliment or something, I take a screenshot of it and I put it in a folder so I can look at it again when I'm feeling down or unmotivated or anything like that. Uh, and I think that people, and I encourage other people to do this because this has really helped me get my productivity up. Um, and uh, <laughs> people are jealous of my productivity. I'm like, I gotta be more productive. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That yeah. Makes, that, I'm certainly, I find that... A, very difficult sometimes when it comes to, like especially in the 3d space where it's it's generally a lot more time consuming i find anyway um to 
put a picture out there. But I don't know how people are. Well, I guess SFM artists like I've been using it for years, but like they can knock out I don't know dozens of pictures in a week. Where I take probably I could throw dozens of hours at just a single piece and still not be finished. Mm-hmm. Like comparatively, and that can be quite a demotivational thing at times. But yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's different kinds of artists out there, and I'm definitely more the more more like um, fast and loose kind of artist. You know, like um, I don't spend a lot of time making things look perfect. I more just kind of want the idea to be out there and for people to enjoy it as fast as possible. Uh, at least that was my uh, intention. At the start, anyway, it's just to be able to create ideas and pictures as fast as possible. But it's developed into a style now. And it has happened that I've drawn something and I'm like, this doesn't look rough enough. And I've just kind of tried to adjust or it emulate a bit. And, it. Then, yeah. and then sometimes I've just been like, you know what? No, I, this is not working out. And I have to draw it over again, basically. Which is kind of the problem with my art is that like if something doesn't look right at the end of the process, uh, there's not much to salvage from it. While a more like line art and clean focused artist will see if something doesn't work in the sketching phase and then scrap that. And but they can also like make a picture work in the end. At least some can. I mean, this doesn't apply to everyone, of course, but. In general, this is the was this is my experience from talking with other artists is that um, more like time consuming artists can save a picture while I might have to discard a lot of ideas um, just because trying to make it work in what I've already spent time on is going to be more time consuming. Like to correct what you've done rather than like to discard it and start again. Yeah, so. Is, is that a common thing, like getting discarding artwork for you, or because uh, like you don't like an idea or a concept? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. I wouldn't say regularly, but it, it definitely happens. You know, sometimes I have an idea, and it just doesn't work out the first time, and then I discard the idea. And Well, I don't discard the idea, but I discard the things I've been working on, and then I... Well, I don't discard them. I just kind of put them elsewhere... And then one day when I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure what I want to work on today. And then I go through my list of unfinished projects and, and I see that thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give this another shot. And then it might turn into a better picture. Um, I guess productivity is like always a, um, some. I guess like not, I certainly struggle with productivity, I guess. like, And there's all sorts of different factors that lead into it some people can do art really quickly and other people other folks have to take a long time for various reasons i'm probably like one like uh, with attention to detail i suppose i think j dash is the one is like uh maybe like this or because I, i've spoke to him like i speak to him regularly but like he, he teaches me an awful lot of stuff about blender but like he's sort of like very methodical in the way he does things and like he makes you look makes you aware of things that you weren't aware of before like a term, in terms of the little details and like the little details is what i can't help but not can't help but not noticing i guess now like like the way the characters hold things or like how the way the light reflects off things and so it's like all that stuff takes an awful lot of time compared to 
like my first piece, I suppose. Like that one, I think I did that in about a week or something. But like now, now all my other pieces take about three or four weeks. <laughs> so I, <laughs> that's why you don't see a lot of stuff from me mm. comparatively. Yeah, I mean, um, I I can't really speak a lot for three uh, D artists other than what other three D artists have told me. And uh, I think an example that a lot of people put up is uh, there's one the the animators in the um, in the fandom. Um, there's one that makes use of a lot of recycled animation um, animation rigs or cycles or whatever it's called. He's basically animated one thing once and he's reusing that same animation with different characters in different scenarios over and over again. Right. And uh, comparatively to his contemporaries that are getting the equal amount of attention he gets a lot more attention because he can put out a lot more content quickly than the people that spend a lot more time making a uh, actually better product uh, at least um, in terms of um, in terms of um, just how it looks um, so I don't know it's it's, um, it's a weird balance to kind of go f- go like kind of go between Cause like I'm not saying that this guy's not like I'm not saying this guy's bad at it at it at all, but I think like he kind of has the same um, same um, design philosophy as me, you know. It's that's uh, there's there's a lot of things to make, and we want them to be made quickly, more yeah. so than for them to be made. Uh, you. Um, more so for them to be made uh, properly, you know, painstakingly done the same thing over and over again. The difference being, of course, that I I don't really copy my line work and just put a different character in it. Um, I don't know where I was going with like, this. <laughs> y- y- like your your character here, I suppose. Like uh, that's that sort. Of, oh, that let's. Sort of oh thing. no! Don't get me started on your character here. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I thought that's what you're going into, like your character. You, you're not a fan of that sort of. I wasn't. Format. I wasn't going into it, no. But um, that's what I came to. But yeah, if you want to discuss that, go uh, okay. So there's nothing inherently wrong your with your character here. Uh, I guess it depends on your business practice around it. Uh, there's there's obvious criticisms about it, like saying you're only doing your character here is because you want the most possible money for the little amount of work as possible. A lot of people find that to be scummy somehow. Um, but personally, that's not the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is that, you know, it kind of becomes boring after a while. Yeah. Um, I, I There are arguments for it, and I'm not knocking anyone for doing it. I just, I'm so tired of seeing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm tired of finding an artist I like and just see the... You know, they made one cool piece, and then it's like YCH, YCH, YCH. After you know, ad nauseum, and I'm so much more interested in seeing what the artist wants to do with their own characters or already established characters, and you know, they're just drawing all these other characters that I I don't know, I don't care about. There's no context for them. Sometimes 
the characters don't even fit if it's like a three year character here piece and there's three people that get each slot and they have no relation to each other and the colors of the characters don't even match well it it becomes yeah boring that's the best way to say it i think so um you never do like your character you hit your character here with, with like one of your characters like for i don't know like 80 dollars or whatever you wouldn't do that uh, I mean, I won't. I won't say that I will never do it, because um, from the way I understand it, uh, a lot of the time, uh, artists kind of do your character here as, you know, um, it's sort of like a leftover thing. Like they have a post they didn't really love, so they'll just put it as up as a your character here, and maybe someone will buy it. That kind of thing I don't really like. You know, um, I think if you're not happy with the drawing, you shouldn't use it for anything. I think you should start over. Uh, yeah. I think if you're going to make a, your character here, you have to kind of make one. <laughs> if the, You know, you have to actually, actually do it uh, the way it's supposed to be and make an idea and then there's definitely there's definitely people that do it right but there's all too often just to be a post random post like like copy paste yeah yeah. and then and then the and then the thing that i really have no respect for is people doing it selling the your character here multiple times yeah like more more than two or three i guess i saw saw some person sell the same ych for like maybe like six or seven times and i was just like dude fuck you (laughs) like seriously this is bad for your customers this is bad for you this looks this reflects badly on you and it sucks for your customers because the the one thing your character hears have going for it is that you auction this specific post and they can get it and they're the only ones that have it now there's seven of them that have it you know the, the 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 draw is lost i don't get it why do people do this? Um, but but I mean, uh, I mean, saying this at the end of this is going to sound kind of weird. But like, it, like my art doesn't lend itself well to your character here. Like my, my style doesn't function well with it. So I prefer myself to um, uh, do custom commissions instead. And to anyone that's listening that that's thinking of buying art, I highly recommend. Um, finding an artist that is approachable that you can get to know um if they interact a lot with their audience that's very good and then after you kind of know them or at least are able to exchange words with them without it being awkward then you ask for a commission and you ask for a custom one because you're likely get a better picture for a lower price most of the time Mm -hmm. there are of course your character here is that are dirt cheap but i'm like uh, I guess if I guess if you're yes if the artist you really like them and they're in need of the money yeah sure buy it but yeah yeah that's that's the thing is it's not it's not quite clear cut is it it's it depends on the motivation behind it and it's not always it's not always greed as 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 I say I can't really I've I've purchased your characters like very early but this is before I think I bought a few when I was especially when I was starting out like using Blender and stuff because I was still. Uh, learning the software but like it's more it's for people who do who make like you know who are artists exclusively who do it for a living i can mm. i can understand it from that perspective 
mm-hmm. like because me, me and you, we we well, I, I I don't do this for a living. I do this like as a hobby on the side thing. I'm just a loser who does this on the side. So I I can just disappear into the sunset, like if I want to be poetic about it, and just <laughs> fuck. I can, I can just fuck off and then just disappear without a trace, and like it wouldn't matter because like, I don't do art for a living. At least not at the moment, anyway. If I ever wanted to, but. If for people who like like who have to make ends meet, uh, it sort of becomes a necessity for mm. some people. I do understand that from that perspective. Um, so it's it's not that clear cut. I don't think that's that's the issue. Some people do use it just to like just to, you know like copy and paste done stamp done 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 done. Like a, a, quite a few SFM artists do it, and like you can see like the, uh, you're using the same pose the same body over and over again it, it, it does get boring again i can understand from that perspective as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean of course i mean like everything you have to kind of see the situation on i'm i'm talking mainly in broad strokes um with how i think a lot of artists at least in their later years uh on their internet when they've kind of developed themselves to be good enough to have commissions and have people interested in art and they have developed, you know, their following and they don't have to like make big splashes, you know, to kind of get more attention. They might stagnate a bit in creativity and that, you know, like they don't have to try as hard anymore. At least the motivation for trying harder kind of disappears. Um, And I think that's, that's kind of sad so I, I suppose like, maybe I was a bit harsh earlier, and probably no, prob- no. It's like because you're an artist, you're more, you're directly connected to that, and like you might have been affected by that more so than other people would. I, I suppose it's just like I, I always, I'm always a lot more interested in other artists' perspectives and how they would do things differently, and that's why I found find personal art to be a lot more interesting than, say, fan art or commission work. Um, and I think that commission work can be very interesting if the commissioner has an interesting idea. Uh, there's plenty of examples of that. I just think that when the YCH stuff comes up, a lot of that stuff falls by the wayside because you're restricted to the pose. There's less, you know, the there's less customization available for it, and it just becomes. I don't know. It, it feels almost synthetic in a way. Um, not sure yeah. how to describe it. Um, no, that's that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I there think. are also people that, uh, like in the furry fandom, for example, where there are YSHs that have been like come up to ridiculous prices, you know, and um, those oh, artists yeah. have completely um, become reliant on YSHs to basically live their lives in the way that they want to because they make so much money off it that it's <laughs> you know like people they start offering down payment options <laughs> yeah. you know like some artists have these pictures that are go to such such ridiculous prices that they'll be collecting money off of them for a year maybe even longer sometimes and I mean, and they, and they and they get it up front as well because like if you're good enough, you you make the bank, you know. Yeah. I can't... So like, there's people out there having passive income more or less from <laughs> yeah. furry porn, and while that is amazing and should be served. celebrated, it's also like I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, like, sure, it's fantastic that they're making money off their art, but you know, it's strange. 
it certainly is strange and and like people kind of like condemn it for some reason in the arts community and i think that's motivated entirely by jealousy that's myself the, yeah, yeah yeah and i'm like okay i'm i mean yes i am jealous of it of course but i'm not gonna knock it the same way a lot of other people do but i will say that you know the the creative process is kind of gone because compromised in some yeah, way. yeah yeah maybe compromise is the right word for it yeah and I think what you essentially have is a less interesting product, even though it's very important. You know, <laughs> like there's there's a certain amount of interest intrigue you can have with this kind of thing, and even that is compromised. And um, yeah, I, I think the uh, I, I think it's um, it's sad to see artists kind of devolve into only doing YCH. You know. Uh, gone are the personal projects or you know the exploration of their characters or making comics or animations and stuff like that it's just whoever has the most money gets to be in my pictures and yeah i think that's kind of the the problem i have with it you know it's yeah it's a it's it's difficult isn't it difficult to justify it's not suspiciously wealthy fairies, isn't it? Where do they get all the money from, I wonder? <laughs> like, they're all IT professionals, I guess. <laughs> they probably don't, you know, they probably don't spend their money on a lot of things. No, they don't. <laughs> Typically, but, you know, they're single. They don't have kids. They don't have, or I mean, they might not be single, but they don't have kids. <laughs> and they have no plans of adopting children, so. Um, maybe. Maybe they don't have, yeah, I don't know. They, they've already bought a house. They're still working and getting paid handsomely, so. Why not spend it on the artists that have jacked off multiple leaders have come to throughout the the years? I suppose. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing that I want want to want to. I just, to. I just took a swig of tea then, and then like <laughs> I nearly spat it out. <laughs> I went down the wrong way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I die, you know, I want to see like there's a stat screen. And I want want to see how many gallons of uh, whatever fluids I am responsible for spilling. Oh, jeez, no. That would be <laughs> so fun to see, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then oh, I can, like, Lord. start over with, like, perks where I'm, like, a better artist than I am now. <laughs> what, what prestige, like, in yeah. Call of Duty? Like, it's level 10. <laughs> Oh, that's an awesome idea. You get to like level ten, like oh, okay, like I won't be as good at art for the next round, but like I level up quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people got can. The issue isn't for me personally. Like, people artists can charge what they want for art. Like, if you can get, I don't know, whatever you want to charge, like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, as some artists will charge, and they will get it. Then go for it. I mean, but again, there's always the. I guess the ethics behind it, like if you've, you'd like, is it like you're paying an awful lot for just a simple, it's it's an awful lot just for a, for a single piece of art, and then like you're sort of funding like, it might not be a good idea, like um, throwing that sort of amount of money in just a single thing that like could be spent elsewhere. But, but you know, you know what I mean, if if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it just becomes a um, comes a weird. Um... It's a weird thing when uh, you have an artist that has a single commission prices at, at around 150 ish. You know, they're 
they're a very decent, very, very good artist at that point. I think if you can charge 150 for your art, then you're, you know, you're good. You have a following. There's demand. You can have 150, even more probably, maybe 300. But they will be doing YCHs that kind of end up in 800, 900, even thousands, you know, of dollars. And there, therein lies the question, why on earth would the person be charging $200 for a custom commission, but they would be fine with YCHs going all the way up into the thousands? Yeah, it's easy just to do a YCH lot for like mm. four times the price. And all of a, su- a custom. Yeah. all yeah. of a sudden, there is no reason anymore to do custom commissions. Right? So... um. There is an argument to be made for and to be made against it, and it's not a clear-cut case if it's good or bad, I think. Because, like, most, like, for the customer, it's like, uh, or client, I guess it's a better word for it. Um, If you get a custom one, you're getting something more that you want, probably. But there's also the case for people uh, like some of my patrons that have no creative energy themselves. They, I mean, I don't believe that's real, but some people have not developed creative skills throughout their life and are not going to start now. And they're not going to start to learn to be creative at this point in time. So they don't have any ideas for me to draw. So they just tell me to take the money because they enjoy my content no matter what. They just want to support the content. And, you know, I, I draw every day. So for them, it's a worthwhile investment. And thank you very much for that. So for them, or people like that, YCHs would be better because, you know, as a customer, you can see what you're getting up front. You know, you can value, will my character look good in this position? Am I interested in this? And the answer might be yes. So you might be interested and you might get in the auction thing or or maybe if the artist has a soul, I guess, they have an auto-buy function that you can just buy it outright. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's kind of mean to say that they don't have a soul if they don't have an auto buy. But yeah, you, you get, <laughs> I'm, now, I am being, I am now. being, <laughs> I am being, um, oh, yeah, overly mean for bastard. comedic purposes. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's that's a, that's an argument to be made for why a why it's good. So, but you know, there's also the argument that why it's bad that we have now sort of discuss that nauseam so it's yeah it's, it's it's a difficult one isn't it like I'll, I'll ask you this then like what would you charge then for a uh, what would you charge for your commissions then on average then or what's your process do you uh, like have a do you like do them like on like a, a monthly basis where you have like two or three commissions or how do you was it through patreon like as a, a behind a patreon sort of system or how do you go about it um i mean i charge about on average, I charge about fifty for each picture that I draw. Um, I'm not really all that interested in taking sketch commissions or anything like that. And um, so now, like, I usually charge fifty, and and if they want anything specifically extra that's going to be time consuming, we discuss the price um, of it. And then there's a flat rate for extra characters and stuff like that. So, I mean, the most expensive commission i've ever done is probably like a hundred and oh no actually the most expensive commissions i've ever done is um four hundred dollars actually 
Ooh, that's that's not bad going. Okay. No, but but the thing is, was that it wasn't exactly supposed to be that way. Uh, initially, what happened was that I was going to make a, um, you know, the fucking uh, the girl on the sofa with uh, the black guys behind her meme going around. Yeah, pretty popular. I was supposed to be a six character commission by um, one of my patrons. Uh, you can see this on Derpy Buru if you go to my tag and just put Shark Pony or something next to my name and it'll pop up. Uh, it was supposed to just be six characters, so we discussed the price. I don't know what we came up with, but they paid that price. And uh, then a lot of all of a sudden, I started posting these. Uh, I, I posted these uh, work in progress pictures of it in my server because a lot of the people people's characters in my server were um, were in on the picture, so everybody wanted to see it. And then people were like, oh my god, can I be? Can I be in there? Can I be in there? And then I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll draw an extra. Because this is a fun thing for my little community in my little Discord. So I started adding people. And then when I was done, the um, the guy who commissioned it was like... Or the girl who commissioned it was a female, actually. Um, she just paid for everyone that I added as well which was not part of a deal but she did pay an extra $150 for it I think just because she wanted me to get paid for my work so that's the story of my most expensive commission <laughs> oh, it, it, it gets a bit more ethically difficult than when that sort of situation happens like when like the sort of the costs asked when you when the when realistically the cost should be spread amongst all the, the clients I guess but mm. then one decides to pay for the whole caboodle, I guess, which is a nice gesture. I, uh, but... I don't know. The, the, the person we're talking about here is uh, very generous and they com- they constantly say that, you know, the, the community I've made is something that gets them through uh, their day and it's something they rely on and they feel like paying for that or and is, is something yeah. that they, they, they feel good about. If they didn't, they would feel bad about it. So, and apparently they have a lot of money. And um, like I've like I told them every time, you know, you can literally come to me anytime and ask me for a drawing. I've told them several times to, dude. There's there's like four hundred dollars worth of dollars worth of money in my Patreon dedicated to you now. I and like I want to draw you things, but they're just no draw your comic focus on your personal things because that's what i want you know they they don't necessarily want um their own personal art they want yeah. me to continue the stuff that they started supporting it's, me it's, from the first place for the community itself mm, yeah it's sort of like a contribution sort of thing so i mean like that is something i personally have struggled with you know like kind of accepting that there are people that just want to give me money for the stuff i put up for free uh, for anyone to look at I personally I just thought that you know that was not moral but I mean in certain cases especially in this case I, I don't think it's bad I think that's it's um, kind of just complying with their wishes really well, well yeah exactly you're not you're not forcing people to contribute to what you have you because yeah, but, but I, I can understand where you're coming from as an artist like you feel sort of obligated to continue because of the people who are giving you wanting to without any attachments just give you financial backing basically uh i don't really feel obligated to continue i feel like when i put something out and and people look at it i feel like 
that's when the transaction transaction ends. You know, I, I don't feel like if I put out a comic, I don't feel like I have to conclude it for anyone because it's kind of my prerogative to do. Um, the reasons why I'm I want to work on these comics now is because I want to finish them. Yeah. Um, personally, and I will take my time doing it, and I will only update them when I think the update is correct. You know, like when it's when it works. But um, when when people want to support me financially, I feel like that's their own personal decision. Um, yeah, and and especially in the case of people giving me money for just for putting out the things that I put out regularly, then that's completely their decision, and they're the masters of when that starts and when that ends. Uh, I'm just happy it's happening, but I but I will try to do what I can to reimburse them for some of it because I feel like you, when you're that kind of person, you feel I feel like you should have something at least. And I and I do draw stuff for them occasionally. You know, we have we talk a lot in our Discord, and they'll say something funny or a joke or something, or hey, this f- works with this character, and, and I'll do a quick doodle. And if the doodle is good, I might I might finish it later. That is often yeah. what happens. You know, if somebody is like, uh, oh, look at this thing right here. This looks painful. Hey, ten, why don't you draw dead meat uh, interacting with this object or something like that? That is a scenario that could likely happen, and I don't know. Uh, I feel like that this, uh, you know, it's more of a agreement between friends more so than um, client to uh, producer. Lot, yeah, lot. Um, the relationship is definitely different. Yeah, like so. I mean, if they were my clients, yes, I would be treating them terribly. But they're not really my clients. They're more like my friends. Uh, at least that's the way I view them, and I think that's the way they view me. So I feel like that's um, that the morals are different in this circumstance. So it is a question for you then. Like, have you ever been in like a situation where you felt like the relationship was I'm trying to phrase it in a proper? Way. Basically, we're in a situation where someone might have approached you like to say like could i commission you for something and they use that as an ex- as a as a way in to get at you or try to g- get favors from you or try to manipulate you in some way i've heard that to happen a few to a few people like like if i like for example if i didn't know you before as i do now but like if i come up to you like can i can i commission you something and then like all of a sudden because i've given you money for a commission like i th- automatically think like you're my friend when that's not the case I guess that sort of situation. Uh, yeah, it has happened, but um, it hasn't really affected me that much. I suppose I'm I'm a little bit more assertive than the people that you're talking about with uh, stuff like that because I have had people that kind of have tried to force their way in to my. Uh, I have the the mystical uh, and very private Discord server that's kind of become a pretty exclusive club right now. A lot of people want in there, but I specifically only put people in there that I think will uh, fit in there Um, because it's kind of like a fragile ecosystem. I feel like it needs to be right. And if some people have certain 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 behavioral things, you know, like some people are very more political than others. Some people are more likely to be offended by people saying something 
and, you know, and that will cause a lot of drama and that will make people less likely we'll to... rock the boat, yeah. Will be less likely to come participate um, in the future. And so I, I will have to... Sometimes I've had, had difficult conversations with people said, like, you know, um, I have nothing against you as a person, but I don't I just... I don't think you fit in in this group. Um, and But that's... That's also never been a person that I've personally known very well. It's been somebody that I've interacted with uh, every now and again, you know. And sometimes, you know, just a um, a person that's commissioned me something that I don't know at all. Um, but uh, most of the time it's people... Like, my main problem is that people ask me for commissions and I say, yeah, sure. And then they ask for the price at the end of our discussing and then I say the price and then they vanish. <laughs> and I think that's the... Give that's, me free stuff, 10. Yeah, it's like, I, I suppose they expect... I guess they expect my art to be worth a lot less than that or that I charge a lot less, but... Um, I, th- I think that's an age-old thing, isn't it? Like, you uh, go... Th- you like That's like a... Not a coming of age. What's the phrase I'm looking for? It's a... Um, um, not baptism of baptism of fire. What the fuck am I? Th- what metaphor am I thinking? Rite of, of passage. Rite of passage. Thank you. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, so it's a rite of passage for artists. Like, you, like you start offering commissions, and then like people want stuff for free or like for not barely anything at all. I mm-hmm. think that's a that's a common thing. You haven't made it until like you get one of those, and like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like fifty dollars is what I charge for full renders, and that is uh, approximately. Um, two or three hours of work, not counting consultation with the customer and you know going back and forth. That's like three hours of drawing and rendering. Uh, most of the time, sometimes even longer, with specific things. Um, and I think um, fifty bucks for three hours of work is fine. And it's it's not it's not like work that anyone can do either. It's not I'm not mowing your lawn. I am. I have specially trained that. this. I don't, I don't want to fucking mow the lawn. Fuck yeah, that. like I'm not. I'm. I'm. Spe- I've spent so much of my life trying to hone this skill in, and I'm giving you access to it for what I think is a fair price. And if you don't think that's a fair price, then find someone else, right? Like, and the, 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 one of the interactions I had once was like a person said that, "Oh, but I." I didn't think it would be that expensive, and I'm like, fifty bucks for this is not necessarily expensive, dude. And he's like, yeah, but, but I see, yeah, but I see, uh, that's I, at the lower end generally. Yeah, yeah. And, and and people say like, oh, but I see other people charge less for art. I think is uh, quote unquote better. I'm like, okay, first that's really rude to say. Secondly, then go commission them. But then I was like, but I yeah. want art from you, and I'm like, well, then you're gonna have to pay for the art. <laughs> Then pay, motherfucker. Yeah, just pay. Like, there's obviously something special about the art that I make for you. Then you're gonna have to pay the special price. That's what. That's why. Uh, that's why a uh, brand name Coca-Cola costs more than fucking RC Cola with like, uh, or whatever it's called, like the, the the, or like you know, Dr Pepper is more expensive than Dr Popper or something. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. Yeah, what's called <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Professor uh, Spice. Or... Pro- 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 Professor Cola or whatever. Yeah. yeah also, there's fucking shitloads of those. That's just the thing. Like, I mean, like, I I have a unique style. At least I'm told so by a lot of people. And and then you're just, just going to have to deal with that. If you can't pay for it, then save up or, or get someone else to do it. Because 
I think that's like the worst experience I have with the clients at all. Um, or I mean, there are clients that are like never happy with anything I make. There was one guy once that wanted me to draw a creature from one of his dreams, and it was just so poorly explained to me. And I gave that's him such like, a nebulous thing as well. Yeah, yeah, like I so poorly explained what he wanted and what it was, and I just tried to draw it like maybe six or seven times. And I mean, I'm not not really proud of this, but I was a lot younger then. But I just fucking stopped talking to him. Like at some point, like he, I just knew that this wasn't going anywhere, and you know what? I I sort of forgot about it, but it seems like he did too, because he never like pinged me again about it. So I had a feeling that he kind of like wanted to get the work in progress and then just kind of leave. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Maybe I don't know. Uh, if you're if you're listening, then then send me a message and uh, we can talk about it. Uh, but that was like four four years ago or something like that. Uh, it was on DeviantArt, I think so. Yeah, like I had a similar situation where like I commissioned somebody like for a sequel to one of the pieces I commissioned. I won't name the name, of course, but I never I never got part two. I paid for part two and never got it. So it was one of those where like they never. Like I'll send messages and stuff, but I never got any responses back. But I've gotten over that. But like, it's one of those where like you ain't gonna get any more work from me. No chance. But. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in my case, that uh, he didn't pay me at all. So I, mean, I, I just stopped. Well, talking yeah. To him. I, 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 if uh, I never, like morally, I would never take the money and just go away. I think that's that's really fucking bad. I, uh, I guess I have had made a commission for someone whom at a later date had done something that I thought was so bad that I just straight up refunded their their commission even after I made it. Yeah, that's probably the so easiest I, thing. I was like, you know, I, I think you're such a shitty person that I, I don't even want your money. You keep it and the, and yeah. the commission as well. Just go away. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep it. I don't want your fucking money. Fucking don't asshole. keep your money like yeah don't, that's all you're getting from me a free commission go away yeah i guess it's the ultimate kind of fuck you like yeah i know i done work for you but i, I don't want it <laughs> keep it like it's not don't need your money yeah because <laughs> you because you just go away just just it's a kind way of saying fuck off yeah just go yeah <laughs> is, is that is that a common thing that still happens or is that not so much of a problem these days does, does uh, that still happen? I mean, nowadays I I kind of just say that my commissions are closed all the time, and I only take commissions from people I know well. Um, I very very rarely take commissions from elsewhere. Um, well, very very selective now. Yeah, I, I am, and because um, um, every time I try to take commissions from somebody new, there's there's a lot more work that goes into it. Uh, like admin, I guess. Yeah. So right now it's like I only hear out people that message me despite me saying my commissions are closed. You know, like if they come to me and say, you know, oh, when do you think you might be available for commissions again or something like that? I hear those people out. And if I like their idea and they seem genuine, I say, you know what? Somebody canceled on me. You can have it. Right? Yeah. But... Uh, but, but that's just like kind of taking on extra work uh, for me because I have a queue almost constantly and when I do that it's just because you know I appreciate that you 
reached out to me and you wanted to actually talk with me because uh, you obviously want this. So I, it's, I see it more like doing a favor for someone. But the commission clause is more to sort of like, I guess, ward off the not-so-serious clients that come around. Um, it's always people that like, oh, yeah. I'll have the money later or blah, 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 or like will ghost me when I say the price or... Something yeah, like yeah. You know, I just kind of want those guys to just fuck off because it's a waste of time. See, I'm I'm sort of like I'm terrified of like ever considering opening commissions because of all the, I don't know. Like it's sort of a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to consider. I suppose like how much do I want to charge? How much? How long is it going to take me? Mm-hmm. Am I am I good enough to really bring this particular idea to? to pass and all that stuff i don't know i just find it easy like now nah, i'm not taking commissions right now i'm still i'm still learning i i, I don't i don't know but that, that's probably a separate issue in it's in of itself like i still don't what i'm capable of as as an artist i probably there's a lot of better people who can do better stuff but i guess that's sort of self-conscious all the time uh i don't know like I think being ready for taking commissions is a very personal thing. And I highly recommend that people try to get comfortable with it um, via your own community that you probably develop by the time you're able to take them. So, so what So, what advice would you give people um, thinking about like taking commissions? What sort of process do you go through to say, yeah, I'm ready to start co- take commissions. What's your, how do you go about it? Um, I mean, I just I was just asked by someone to do it, uh, if I would do it, then for how much, and so so on and so on. So, uh, it was that 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 simple. <laughs> yeah, and I just started doing it because um, I mean, at the time I was sort of like a, uh, I, don't know, I just I just had a lot of confidence with uh, my art back in the day, and I feel like uh, you should probably get get started with it at a time where you feel a little bit confident about it. Um, but uh, that's only if you, f- like, don't open commission this because you feel like you should, you know? Uh, like for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah like, like just for the sake of taking commissions. I think you should take the commissions as, uh, you know, find a purpose for it. Like, do you want to just make some extra money? Or do you have like a specific goal in mind? Uh, personally, I just do it so that I can buy myself beer, basically. <laughs> beer money. Yeah, basically, like it's like uh, I do a couple of commissions and uh, that license to load on my wallet when I want beer, basically. <laughs> so like, uh, nice and simple. Yeah, I mean, like I go to go to school and and uh, one of my school friends is like, "Hey, we're having a party." next week and I'm like okay fine and I go at my server anybody want a commission <laughs> yo I need, I need some beer money can anyone can I get $50 yeah I mean and I just think that's uh, I think honestly with how you want to make money is always a good thing I think um, if um, you know if, if a guy uh, it's like <laughs> there's like a guy on the street that's like has a sign that says that hey I need money for weed I'm more likely to give him money than some guy coming up to me saying is he needs food or something like that because i i know those, that money isn't going to food like dude 
<laughs> the guy with the what guy asking for weeds more honest in yeah, your yeah, assessment. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's um when I just say, yeah, I, I want some does anybody need a commission? because uh, I, I need some extra money. I think that's all the honesty <laughs> you really need uh, about it. So yeah, yeah, don't take commissions just for the sake of it. It's not worth it. Um it's not worth taking commissions just because you feel like you have to. Like all the big artists take commissions. Like d- don't do that. That is that is fucked up. Don't do it cuz like uh commissions are at least at the level that most artists are are always sort of a losing deal for the artist himself. I feel like the client usually gets a lot more uh, out of it than the artist does. So yeah. Yeah, so you know, you 50 bucks but like PayPal takes takes a cut too and uh yeah so you you end up uh you end up in a deficit but it's more like a quick and easy money kind of thing for for me at least for me. that's sort of what it is and yeah i mean it's it's a it's something that's nice to have in your repertoire i think it's nice to kind of develop relationships with clients and have people that typically buy a lot from you i think that's a good thing to have like just in general if you're an artist just have some people that are interested in your art so um but like above all else just just build a community or try to get a following somehow or get into a community somewhere and develop some relationships with clients that's the best way to go about it um opening commissions and hoping for just random people to come up to you and say they want the art is uh and getting disappointed when it doesn't happen or something like that it's kind of the wrong way to go but it's usually how it goes anyway um i don't think any up-and-coming starting artists really will heed any advice they get anyways because just speaking from experience, uh, artists are very um, self. Uh, they rely on their own judgment a lot, a little bit too much. Like, I know not not free and easy. That's not the phrase. No, it's, it's like um, uh, gung ho. Is is that the phrase? Gung ho. I guess. I don't know. It's it's like people um, that don't want to listen to other people's advice. They're kind of maybe not that's not it not not being gung-ho is like having a good worth of like yes we're going to work uh having a positive attitude towards uh doing a lot of some people i guess some artists are like that like i think the big trap though with commissions is a lot some artists like take on far too many Mm. at once yeah and that they sort of they burn themselves out because they're trying they're in like a desperate situation they have to trying to like meet, meet a like a, a, a really like unrealistic deadline they've set for themselves all the all the clients have set for them maybe mm, yeah um and that, that's, that's a common trap i see a lot of artists fall into you can also lose a lot of your artistic identity if you do too many commissions i think if you for years and years just just do commissions on commissions and yeah. or or and 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 do like art pieces that are mainly for um for developing an audience you know like making stuff that reaches out to a broader audience uh if you just do those kinds of art pieces that are not like commissions and these fan art or broad art pieces that appeal to a large audience you're you're going to lose your artistic identity at some point uh which is a very bad spot to be in because i mean um 
I don't really think there are that many or any at all artists that started drawing because they wanted to sell commissions. Yeah. I don't think anyone looked at, you know, commission drawings and working on this way. I don't think anyone saw that. I was like, oh, I want to do, I want to get into art so I can do that. It's more like a necessity and a part of a toolbox that you can kind of have with you um, in life. It's it's more of a life skill than anything else, I think. It's, uh... it's, it's kind of like a balancing act, I guess you got to figure out on your own. Mm, yeah. No, I, uh, dis- I highly discourage anyone for to take commissions unless it's like a um it's unless it's like a a a comfortable choice and or it's necessary i think um it's probably all i have to say about it really um and if you if if you've already if you've properly planned it out uh i mean you don't really need to plan all that much as long as you have the confidence that you can meet the requirements to the client you have uh you're good i think um but it's also you know you could get lost in a loop of drawing um, other people's characters, and when you get some time to yourself, you can decide to um, work on reaching out to other people more so than reaching within yourself to find the, the things that made you happy to draw in the first place. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not always the case. Some people are just purely fan art and like the reason they draw is because they wanted to draw Pokemons when they were small or something like that. But for artists like me uh, who have their own stories and their own characters and their own ideas about what art should be, uh, it would be a disaster uh, if uh, to like a personal disaster for them to um, lose that connection within themselves. And and I, I mean, I've seen it happen. Uh, it, uh, there's a lot of people that I know that have turned into turned from people that are um, had a, original ideas and interesting stuff that they did, and now all they draw is uh, furry porn, more or less. And it's kind of sad because they got lost in it for the money, and now they can't stop because they have. A lifestyle that yeah, feeds off it. Kind yeah, of. that, that sort of vicious cycle, vicious circle thing. Mm, yeah. It's it's certainly an interesting thing, isn't it? Like a lot of... Is is that like a common thing that happens or is it only like a few people you've seen it happen to? Um, I can only specifically remember a couple of them right now, but I know there's more. Um, the thing is that, you know, these people kind of fade away from my life because... Sadly, their art is less interesting now than it was before because, I mean, that, that that's that's a personal thing for me, of course, but uh, when they there were somebody who I admired or talked to back in the Tumblr days of, like, Pony Ask blogs and stuff like that, and they would have their own spin on a, a particular story or something, and they would have their own characters in it. It was interesting to read... And, you know, you had that kind of creative energy when you were like 17 or 16 and you didn't really know a lot about art. And then fast forward, she's like 10 or 8 years later, later and you're, you're totally lost connection with that creative drive you had before. Now it's all about the, the sort of the mathematics of the art world, you know, perspective and anatomy. That's like the kind of the only things you got going now. 
for you. Um, it's uh, I mean, I mean, it becomes lovely products. They're they look great and they serve their purpose fantastically. It's just that there's a there's a loss of personality. I feel and I, it makes me sad to see. Honestly, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing, like a bit, a bit depressing, I suppose. But some it happens to some people. But it's sort of, I guess, some artists get swallowed in the. It's more about the bottom line rather than actually making in, something interesting, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's kind of a thing that I've always been very resistant to because, like, I, I feel I have, I know people that are industry professionals in many different ways and. And everything they tell me is it's like I wish I could be like you, uh, in some some capacity. Um, they wish they could just stop thinking about. I need to get more followers, or I need to get more clients. I need to this and this and that. I need to. That's what they're thinking about all day. What am I thinking about all day? I'm thinking. What what's, what kind of kooky thing am I going to do next? <laughs> what kind of stupid trouble am I going to get into this time? <laughs> Take a drink for God's sake. Yeah, I am. I, am. I, I, I fall into that trap, though, a lot, though, like with uh, it, it's sort of like, like chasing followers and likes and stuff. I'm, I've, I'm still a sort of in that phase. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, it's sort of like a... I, 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 that's why I don't tend to tweet as much on Twitter these days because, like, it's sort of like a narcotic to me. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to get in more. For, oh, someone's liked it. Oh, two, three likes, or retweets and all that. It's sort of like you get that lot sort of really quick buzz, I suppose. But that's why I don't tend to do it as much now. I tend to try to try to keep a distance from it. But it's it's not always an easy thing to do for me, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I am. A guy explained why Twitter was such an awful place for art and why people should avoid it. But it was basically like you have a collection of people that are starved for attention and dopamine, and you give them basically what is a, a dopamine slot machine. And yes, the yes. and the the worse they behave, the more they get. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And uh, T- totally understand that. So that's. Um, that's the way uh, a lot of people go, and unfortunately, some people that I looked up to have become these. Um, 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 how can you say it in a nice way? Uh, complete degenerates. <laughs> I think it's the best way to say it. Complete degenerates. Yeah, I think that's like, a in nice what, way. In, in the in the way they behave. Yeah, I mean, like when way? when they when they get on Twitter in the morning, what they want to do. Is start shit. They want oh, oh yeah. shit oh shit stir. Yeah, they they just they they will latch on to anything and everything just, just to from. get a reaction and to get people talking. You mm. know, clout chasers basically. And, yeah, clout chasing. And yeah. a couple of people that I've looked up to have become these kinds of people, and yeah, I uh, lost all respect for them, and that sucks because you know you did look up to them at one point yeah, and you sort of regret it looking back now yeah sort of yeah but it was really no way around it they were so huge when you know when i did get into them that there was no way of not getting into them basically like at the height of the the, the, the pony fandom yeah basically like the 20 
2012. Yeah. yeah, around that was like its peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show, I guess. I saw on the dumb message you're near the very end, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> when did I start doing that? Twenty eighteen? No, twenty 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 was when I started making my own stuff with mm. uh, Blender and stuff. But like, it's. Uh, that's like well after, like after season nine had finished, and like I think look, people are still interested in it, but like it's 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 a lot smaller than it was, and people have like moved on, of course, to other things, which is fair enough. But sort of, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you you'd have a different perspective if you were there near the beginning. I don't really know any a lot about the like the drama and what, what happened in the community and stuff. I know a few stories, but I can't really. I, I, obviously wasn't there to participate or at least view them anyway yeah i mean there's not there's not like like um there's a lot of going to go into but it's not really like that interesting for people that weren't there at the time i think uh i just think that there was a different uh, environment back then and it was more focused around being creative and creating content around the show um now it's just devolved into people um making pretty bite-sized content i feel and uh there's there's nothing inherently wrong with that it's just that you know it was different back in the day and the kind like if i if i made the content i do now back then it would probably be a lot more popular maybe i'm not really sure but could be um it was a lot there was a lot more people around it was easier to get known and people were more accepting of new things um but i think now we've we've uh <clears throat> all been here so long that we have our own specific ideas about how things should be conducted or how things should be um made so that you know people have people have their own ideas and they will kind of stick to their own things or you know they will voice their opinion very clearly or just mm. stop making things entirely and just be a raving piece of shit on the internet <laughs> yeah some people do devolve into like it's sort of like the the heyday sort of disappeared and there's still there's a lot lot just the fragments i guess just still hanging around on the internet's ether but i just think that you know the the general audience for the more story driven or more like more uh, i mean I don't know if you should call it interesting content, but because um, I mean, porn and stuff is interesting in some way too. <laughs> but like the uh, more, um, I, I suppose, substantial content and the, the 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 content that has more to do than just getting people off is there is a fandom for it, but my god, is it silent! It hardly interacts with anything else in the fandom, and it's hovering oh, out in its own <laughs> sort of bubble outside. And I was shocked to see when I got into the, the, the Discord of the Catalogs Comics uh, Discord. And there's like two people talking, but there's like a hundred members. <laughs> but they, they're just observing, they're not actually Yeah, there's like part, 70 text channels and like half of them are untouched. Nobody's sending a <laughs> message in it. And it's... I don't know. I, was, I don't know what to do with this. Does this re- is this really what it is? Is it that people that consume more uh substantial content just don't interact with it at all 
Um, or maybe just terrified just to interact in general, I guess. Uh, it's, maybe, I, it's a, I mean, maybe it's a shyness thing. Perhaps. I mean, a lot of people have come to me and said that, you know, they, they've they been scared to interact with me. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why are you scared of interacting I, I, with I, me? I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand. I can... <laughs> N- n- not from not from not from this perspective now, because I know you now. But yeah. I understand from the outsider's perspective why that might be difficult. Um, because I, I can I can relate to that because I can I bef- I'm not saying this because you, I'm talking to you now, of course. Mm-hmm. I, but you won't believe us anyway. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> blowing smoke up your bottom, as as the phrase goes. But like it's. Like I wanted to commission you for something from you before I even met you. This this was ages ago, uh, but like it's sort of it was like not knowing how to maybe put like get in contact with you or put uh, put the question across. Like, could I commission something from? I can understand that from a perspective, like because I'm quite a shy person a lot of the time. Like, it's it's a real difficult thing, just like initiating conversation a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a nightmare for me, anyway. But uh, I can understand from from that of a shyness perspective if that is a uh, a common thing. I suppose. I mean, I guess it's also the fact that you know people are very polite too, so they don't want to bother someone. Yeah, and I suppose yeah, that's definitely part it, of it as well. If you have the content output that that I have, I suppose for an outsider, it would seem like I'm busy all the time, which I am. It's just it's just that I you are a machine. You are a machine. <laughs> But uh, we, I mean, yes, I am busy all the time. But I, but I do make time to interact with uh, my audience. So I, I just, I just found it kind of, kind of strange one time when I made a poll about what people thought about me as a person, and more than fifty percent of the people that answered that poll said I was intimidating. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo on the internet that draws a lot of latex. Why do you think I'm? intimidating <laughs> you can probably beat me up <laughs> well maybe maybe not everyone it, it's it is it is funny now like uh now i now as i say a lot of people he's, he's a clown folks he's, he's not he's not to be worried about yeah. unless you're scared of clowns he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a meme at heart he is like every every two days he sends me a meme just to wind me up i'm just i'm, I'm, a, I'm a joke joker for sure yeah, yeah you, 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 a joke, a prankster sort of yeah. type. I don't know how you find the time. Like, you're a machine making all this art, and then you still find time to fire memes at me at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, for God's sake, Ten, what you're sending me now. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think my favorite one was the, the, the Vanish commercial where, you like, you could wash off the worst stains and... It washed the Union Jack to the Scottish flag. I think that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, there's loads on there if everyone wanted to show some of those. There's absolutely loads of them. I'll keep. I'm keeping log of all these just in case I think of something, uh, a cunning retort, retort, I guess, to send back in your direction. It's but not I, so cunning what? if it comes like weeks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> The trouble is, when I try and think of things like to take the mick out of Norway, I can't think of anything bad to say. Uh, or that song where "What does the fox say?" That's the only. Thing oh yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make fun of that. <laughs> Holy shit, that shit's uh, cancer. I I apologize on behalf of my country for that shit. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's actually really good. You can make fun of that song and those oh, guys. That only just occurred. That was like a, that was that was a huge thing. That was a good about ten years ago. Like because I was watching. Uh, 
I was watching Nor because I'm a big fan of Taskmaster. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's a really popular show over it. I was, I was, but I was also watching the just for the crack. I was watching the Norway version. The Norway version is really good, by the way. I, I, I really like it. But that, that um, the band is it, how do you just pronounce it? Yilvis or Elvis? Uh, Elvis. Ilvis, yeah. right? Okay, th- th- those two guys—they're brothers. They—they mm-hmm. uh, they are on it. They're on the Norway Taskmaster series one, and they're really good on it. So that's how I come across it again. I mean, like, I mean, uh, the, those guys yeah. are kind of funny, but it's just so irritating that like the worst sketch they ever made was the one that got international attention. It, but, but that's the thing. It, like, but looking back at it, like looking like why they come up with it, like it it, it had such innocent origins. It's that that nothing malicious at all. But it's sort of that was the thing that like got them like international fame really at, at the time anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, but, like, <laughs> but it was awful at the time. <laughs> it was awful at the time. It's still awful now. Well, is it still played on the radio over there? Is it or? Uh, I don't know. What does the fox say? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> It's it's also like I, I remember I remember something fun, a funny anecdote. Mouse goes whatever the fuck. I I met, remember a funny funny anecdote about that song because like it was insanely popular when it first came out in Norway. Like it was everywhere, and then there was this before international attention. And then I remember my girlfriend at the time was a furry, and she mm-hmm. hated the song, not because it was annoying or because it was. Um, um, just you know, not that funny to begin with. She hated it because she knew what the fox made of a sound. What the what the fox said? Yeah, oh, she, the... she she knew what sound. <laughs> she knows this. She she's <laughs> heard a fox heard. make a sound one time, and therefore it's not funny. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's not. It, and I was like, dude, it's not not funny. Because you know what the sound of fox makes. It's not funny because it's a fucking lame sketch. And the song is annoying. That's why it's not funny. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Oh, I remember I was so annoyed at that. <laughs> Completely missed the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know what sound they make. Why are they asking the question? Mm. <laughs> are you... <laughs> Do you have water on the brain? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh good lord. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. <laughs> oh man, I, it only just occurred to me. Like, oh yeah, I could have used that, but it's too late now. I could have used that to mock you with, but oh yeah, it's too late now. Mm. Yeah, it is. I missed the opportunity there. <laughs> I think it's time for the round of derpy beer comments. Have you got any more of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got another one. Yeah, yeah, go on then. Just All right, let's see. Here. Um, this is not. Uh, this is another category of derpy Burry interactions, which is. Um, oh, another category. Uh, yeah, this okay. is another category, and this is when the mods are weird as hell. <laughs> category four mods are weird as hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, drew this picture of these. Um, I forgot what it was again. Uh, it was an um, animation made by a guy named Sean Keller who made these characters Athena and Lustrous, I think. And it's like a, it's just a sketch I made where, um, because in one episode she, uh, Athena had like two swords, and I was like, why does she need two swords? Oh, I know. So I basically drew Athena with her one sword, you know, sitting up right there, and Lustrous, the villain of the series, with uh, a sword up her ass, like the hilt of the sword at least, 
up her ass in the, <laughs> yeah, in the background okay, yeah. just like crying just kind of scared and i thought it was like a funny funny juxtaposition with her being s- smiling and proud of it and you know and then i get this message uh, or like i get this comment by a guy called and it just just a quotation mark safe and then i was like i tagged this questionable didn't i so i said to him you know I originally tagged it questionable. I had made mistakes in tagging before, but viewing the tagging history, it seems the person who tagged it safe also tagged anal insertion. And I also said I was not sure if I followed it logic, but turns out they're a mod, so I guess mods are mods. And underneath here, you can see that uh, the mod Princess Luna tagged anal insertion, removed questionable, and then added safe, in all in the same go. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not sure if I follow the logic there. Um, um, I'm I'm hoping that they wanted to put in suggestive because that's what they did like two months later. But they put in safe and they let it sit, and I didn't feel like you know I I don't really care that much about you know Derpy Boer's fragile ecosystem as it are <laughs> no you, you just post up there and then move on to something else yeah I just yeah. post there I interact with the comments that are worthy of interacting with and uh, I, I go on my merry way I don't really I, I respect the the tagging system when I make stuff of course but whatever the mods decide to do with it and afterwards I couldn't be fucked to care about so this is just something funny that happens I'm I, I hope that they wanted to change it to suggestive and just hit safe by accident, but I, I don't really know. <laughs> and so stuff like this happens sometimes, uh, but I'm usually pretty diligent about tagging my stuff, so I don't really interact with mods all that much. Maybe they meant the sword was safe for insertion. Maybe they meant that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hilt... Uh, <laughs> the hilt part. The hilt is probably safe. I mean, that's the, the safest part of a sword to put up your ass. Lubricate it. It's a magic sword that shrinks. I, I doubt it's pleasant to put a piece of metal up your ass. Uh, especially not a jagged piece of metal like a sword hilt, but Ouch. that's that's just my opinion. Um, lube it up a bit first yeah you better do that <laughs> well there's, there's people thinking about that already or maybe it'll work if you lube it oh my god that's actually one of my pet peeves about some not safe for work artists that will just draw whatever character with an item that they're like uh, associated with like for example like um applejack uh, they you will frequently have applejack like put like apple themed anal beads up her ass <laughs> And like, I've always found that to be so such a strange thing to do. It, it, yeah, because like you can't just so like like guys, you can't just put anything up in a hole and expect it to feel good. There's a specific there's specific anatomy there that kind of has to you kind of have to shape things in a certain way for it to you know kind of work with the way your body functions. So. I don't like. I don't think an apple works. And there's actually this very funny comic made by an artist named Stranger Danger from back in the day, where there's a um, one of the background characters uh, from the from the show. Uh, I think it's um, I forget who it was, but anyways, they um, they they go to the doctor and uh, and she's like, uh, "Doctor, I don't know how to tell you this," but uh, and then the doctor's like, "Ah, oh, you have a." Um, object strangely similar to your cutie mark have lodged up your vaginal cavity and it's like yes how did you know and then there's like 
three or four other mares with the same problem behind him and he's like eh, medical intuition <laughs> and like that that's the thing that i think about a lot like is that lampooned it so well like yeah. is is there something about this like it do does it this turn you on in a specific way why did you have the it like I, it it is weird if you think yeah. about it, trying to pick apart like why would that be this why would it be the same as the cutie mark? Yeah, like what it wouldn't it wouldn't be though, would it? If you they cussed, they they went through the trouble to get <laughs> get the cutie mark dildo or whatever it is made. Yeah, I <laughs> mean like themselves. what if fucking rarity with her fucking gemstones or whatever she has will cut the bitch <laughs> up? What the hell? I think. <laughs> Like, you see fucking Fluttershy get fucked by a giant butterfly. That probably exists. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. It probably exists. <laughs> get, getting fucked by Mothra or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it only works with certain things. And I've seen it in SFM Park yeah. too, where it's like, um, uh, they have, like, uh, 2B from Nero Tomata, like, shove the the hilt of her fucking katana up her ass or something. And what is this fascination like what is this just um taking whatever you have available and just put it in because i mean like there's there's a million other things you could do that would make more <laughs> sense but i mean that that's that's just a pet peeve i have i don't like that particularly maybe some people need the extra thematic thing to understand what's going on <laughs> like if if there wasn't the katana of to be in that animation maybe people wouldn't know it was to be uh, maybe not. I don't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it is odd. Now you've now you've brought that to my attention. It, it is a very odd thing. Yeah. And, yeah. I, mean, I mean, an odd trope. A trope. I guess. So, yeah, yeah. I suppose a trope would be the correct. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Odd. Very odd trope. Yeah. yeah. And I, I sort of wonder why it happens. But you know, I mean, I guess there's. Uh, I guess there's just like a a, um, a short circuit way of create creative process. Uh, just you know, kind of this default to the easiest routes. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, personally, if I was going to draw anal beads, I would just draw them as anal beads. I think because uh, fuck drawing a little small, tiny shapes of whatever <laughs> needs to be. <laughs> Let's keep it simple. <laughs> it's just not enough to have uh, the anal beads. You got to have your own logo on the anal beads as well. <laughs> Well, it it is very odd. Yeah, yeah. Odd. Like, what what does it really add to the picture? Like, why did you decide that you had to have a certain like like? It would be weird though. Like, let's let's put it like, would you write your name on your flashlight? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> to like, claim it as your own. Yeah, like like like. Imagine oh, you have oh, your own flashlight. You got my flashlight, you... dude. Oh, we got it mixed up. You see? Oh, that one's got my name on. You see? <laughs> yeah. You, 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 oh, you've been using my flesh. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you could in a weird way. If, it, like, if if lost, <laughs> return no, yeah, to you know. I understand. <laughs> uh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Oh, so so this so one of the admins like you tried to change it, but then they stopped you from changing. it? Is that what happened? The tags? Um, no, like I stop. This is yeah. You have to consult a mod when when the mod has tagged something. You have to consult them before you revert their changes. And I just didn't do that because I was like, I'm not going to take time out of my day to talk to a mod about 
some tagging issue on Derpy Brewer that I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> just, just like fucking, you change it, then you fucking. Prick, I mean, like, you're you're a mod. You're the one that's supposed to do this correct. You're you're, you're the mod moderate. You do it. It's your job. Yeah, and I never got in any trouble yeah. of this. I I saw it back now, and they had changed it to suggestive. Somebody had gone through the trouble to contact the mod to change it. Actually, so big props to you. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you did your job. Well done. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's it's just it's I don't know. It's, that's, that's peculiar. Yeah, it is. It's quite strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what else you got for us? Um, okay, so I got this one, uh, which was like um, just me testing how I could make a comic, and this became my my style of making comics for a while now. And um, this is um, a picture of uh, Philly dead meat, like a, a young version of dead meat. Um, that's uh, basically biting the tail of uh, one of my friend's characters called... Uh, Luck like, like as a shark. Yeah, yeah, Scylla. Like, she's just biting and she's raising her tail and she's hanging on <laughs> to it and she's just, you know, chilling out. There. It was just like a silly idea. And in the top here, I have a little pun, seafood. You know, that's the title <laughs> right, of it. Yeah. You know, that's the... Uh, that's the... Um, that's a joke like she sees it and she eats it and that's like um it's kelpie it's like um yeah it's a kelpie character so and then i get this comment right here a guy spelled seafood correctly and that's it that's all that's all i wrote oh my god why and there's quotation marks on there (laughs) i mean to to imply that it's it might be a pun. It might be. It, you know. It is. I, I, oh, it is. Like, is he correcting me? Yeah. Is, he is? Yeah, that, that's what, yeah they, that, that's what this person is doing. <laughs> like, because they don't understand or they didn't read it. They don't understand, like, it's a, it's a pun on the word sea as in to see things or as in sea as in the ocean mm-hmm. sea, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them like, oh, man. So completely missed the joke there. I guess I guess this would be a category of being a um, a grammar Nazi, so to speak, but yeah, also yeah, being fall under grammar Nazi, <laughs> and, yeah. but also being like a um, kind of a clueless idiot at the same time. <laughs> Seafood. It's just like it, it. It didn't even capitalize the S. That's what annoys me. <laughs> like you couldn't even be bothered to like <sighs> completely miss the point. It's just like. <laughs> It's just like that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, basically, that, that's that's one of those things. Uh, well, I mean, there's not much more to say about this one, so you might as well move on to the next one. Yeah, what, what else you got? Uh, next one. This one is. Uh, oh, I like I like this one. They're like the vi- like a Viking sort of piece. Yeah, I I am working on uh, a, a funny little thing called the Latex Religion, and they're mostly like nuns and kind of wacky cultists. But I figured it would be fun that they have a offshoot. Uh, group that are latex Vikings that are also very yeah, religious, did, yeah. and they're very like they um, they go into battle clad in latex, and latex is like it hardens like a nano machine sun, you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that would be kind of a cool and wacky idea, right? And like she's uh, obviously defeated someone in like a duel of something, and then they had a bet or something, and then uh, this was like purely 
to annoy or I mean I guess turn on uh, certain people in my chat that have a fetish for muscular women I just did this mm -hmm. to kind of prod and poke at them because um, they really yeah, want to leak sta pretty standard yeah, yeah. still drew some abs and wanted them to lick the sweat of her abs because that's what they wanted to do apparently and, uh, and because this comment I love it so much it's like that is a bizarrely specific fetish <laughs> bizarrely specific yeah and I mean like yes you're correct um, muscular latex viking nun uh, it's pretty specific but, uh, but not not bizarre I wouldn't have said <laughs> no no uh, I, I don't know. I like this comment, actually. I think it's fun. It's actually on my Twitter banner. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is bizarre. I feel like it's like it kind of describes a lot of my art in a way. And uh, I don't know. I find it very endearing. Yeah, it, 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 I suppose it is your sort of ethos, your aesthetic, mm. I suppose, if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I want to be weird. I want to make things that people don't expect. And, um, Bizarrely specific. I guess so. Like that combination. Maybe. I guess it. I guess it depends on where you're, uh, where you're um, coming from. I guess. Um, like if you're not necessarily used to the strange ways of some people's minds, then maybe maybe it'll be very weird for you. But uh, when it comes to my content at this point in time, uh, no, it's not really that weird. That's just that's no, just no, kind no, of my. Really. This is just kind of my brand. I haven't really done a lot of Viking stuff before, but I, I do. I do like that one, like holding a massive sword. Like looks like a double-handed sword, but she's holding it with a single hand. She's that strong. Yeah, she's got Titan grip from World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one a lot. I like that piece. Yeah, I kind of want to draw a picture of her where she's just like uh, being badass instead of being. Just like sexualized in a way I think that could be cool mm -hmm. um, Frigg definitely needs some uh, more character development she's a cool character I think something to consider anyway. yeah. But yeah I do like that I'll do, that's, that's a really fun piece I do like that <laughs> <clears throat> oh I like this one the lighting's amazing oh for now, for now. But there's no forklifts in it what <laughs> what where's the door where's the, where's the fucking where's the, where's the fucking forklift man where's the door where's the, where's the door <laughs> That's what I want to commission from you, like a fucking forklift truck art. I want, some, I want forklift truck art. More, <laughs> I need more of it. <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess we we can end it off on this last piece here. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's, let's, let's go to that one. And uh, this is um, this is a pretty old drawing I did back in the day, and it's of course uh, Summoning her tentacles while she's dressed as a latex nun of some sort. This was kind of in the start when I was uh, drawing a lot of nuns. And I, this is, again, a very positive comment. Because I feel like we've done a lot of weird and negative ones. I feel like we should do some... Yeah, just to balance it Yeah, out. some positive yeah. ones here. Because you do sometimes get funny and helpful comments. comments. And this background pony here says, Latex tentacle nun mare. Why, hello there, new fetish I didn't know I had. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> you've awakened someone in something in this. Yeah, and it kind of ties into the bizarrely specific fetish thing from earlier because, like, you know, that's kind of what I do. I, I awaken things in people that they don't know were there. <laughs> <laughs> very, ten very tenacious of five years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, 
But uh, I suppose it's time we wrap this up because I think we're just kind of yes. rambling now. <laughs> yeah, I will have to cut this down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut this down, but like it's been swell talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Um, I don't know who's going to be on next time. Uh, I'll find out who uh, anyone who's interested really do get in touch with me if any of you artists out there want to come on the show this has been more of a rambly special but i don't really care i'll cut it down to how i see fit but uh, thank you so much for coming on 10 i'll see you guys next time thanks for listening